London was inside the club when she heard gunshots. It's upsetting me and my home, girl, because we feel like, well, damn, if you can't go to Better No Chase, what the hell could you go? And it's not like this all the time. No, it's not. Actually, motherfuckers bring guns in their car all the time. You think we got time for somebody getting shot? The place we gonna have a little time at? No. And with that being said, understood and accepted, this is another episode of the Jigs podcast. I am Hazel London's little brother. <laughs> What's his name? What's Hazel London's little brother's name? Uh, um, um, Nutmeg Paris. <laughs> uh, I don't even have a name I can come up with. <laughs> and this is another episode of the Jigsaw podcast where your favorite Casa Negroes talk about all the things that we talk about the perils, uh-huh. the brazen, the productivity, and the public circumstance of being black millennials in America navigating the craziest puzzle piece mm, called mm-hmm. life. Brian! Yes, sir. How are you? Uh, man, it's a great day to be black. I'm glad to be here in the land of the living. How are yes. you doing? I'm all right in the land of the living, just as black and beautiful as I want to be. Look at me. Yes. I'm a pretty black boy from Tennessee sitting in Georgia, <laughs> shining with my melanin. Thanking God every day I ain't no white man. <laughs> Giving God the glory that I got melanin from the top of my head to the bottom of my butt to the sole of my feet. <laughs> I'm black everywhere it counts, brother. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not conceited, though. <laughs> I'm not conceited. I'm, conceited. I'm, just, I'm just honest because I'm, I'm beautiful. <laughs> if you got a problem with my beauty, take that up with God. He made me like this. <laughs> I am what I am. I, oh, I am what I am because he is who he is. Ish on the boat. And that's who I am. Glory <laughs> to God. Oh, bless his name. Did anybody get saved last week? Did we get any emails or text we messages? Anybody about get saved? <laughs> they still back here backsliding. But the Bible, he married to the backslider. He he's married to the backslider. He's married to the back. Maybe they was too busy still being certified lover boys. <laughs> well, they, they, they was like, we don't have time for this whole salvation thing. <laughs> we just gonna live here in this sin. We gonna live here in this sin and repent later. <laughs> but the old song said, "Perilous, perilous soul." He's the one <laughs> for your life consumed. Be gone. <laughs> oh, how sad to face the judgment. Unprepared. That was the most dogmatic, saddening song. <laughs> I ever heard in my childhood existence. My God. <laughs> that didn't make me want to get saved. It made me want to run for cover. <laughs> made me think God was a serial killer. <laughs> and where is where is the love? Where is it? Where is, where is it? it? Where is it? So last week's episode, speaking of the, the certified lover boys, you know, what 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 have you heard? What what, what did you hear in the streets about the you know, being a certified lover? What did you hear in the streets about last week's episode? Uh, I heard good things. Uh I, I didn't, you know, I heard but we usually get hear good things about the episode. Um, um, people enjoyed it. Um, you know, people were talking about you know trying to avoid being cuffed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was good stuff. Um, oh, so you so the people you talk to they they want to do the cuffing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of people said they asked them, you know. Uh, they, you know, decided to shoot some shots. So, you know, it, it, it worked. If we make a little connection, send us our coin. We want a referral we fee. We do. That's all we, we saying. Right. A referral invite us to the wedding. We may not come, but invite we us. We probably won't come or send you a gift, but invite us anyway because we want to be invited. <laughs> we do. 
<laughs> we want to be. We invited. may not want to come, but we want to be invited. <laughs> want to be, especially in COVID. I don't want to come to some of y'all weddings. Right. That's I don't want to come to some of y'all weddings. Especially because this week, you know, the receptions aren't really the thing right now because you know, uh, pandemic is is acting crazy out here, and we can't really swag surf like we used to. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I want to do. I just want to be black and swag surf. That's all, that's what I want to do. That's all I want to do right now in life. And listen, black. That, that's not like we gotta have a part where just swag surfers on repeat. <laughs> and you just right. sway for two hours. <laughs> surf apart. Speaking, speaking of um, swag surfing and, and mm-hmm. cancellation is. Are you sad about Morehouse homecoming being canceled? Oh, you're talking yeah. about grieving. You might as well call me Willie Watkins because I was dead. <laughs> 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 that thing tore me down. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, "Listen, I was ready to be like, hey, bro, we got a link and never link." I was ready to do it. Mm. I was ready to do it. Um, but I understand because you've been to a Morehouse homecoming and it is I have. no. There is no way you would have implemented any type of social distancing mm. measures or anything no, not at all. in those spaces. I think they are still going forward with the game mm-hmm. with a limited number of ticket sales. So part of me has been really thinking about just going to the game and being an old alumni. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's an opportunity. And I might do that still. Take my boys to the game. You know, something right. that, you know, because Josh is in band. So that's something mm-hmm. I can expose him to, you know, mm-hmm. Black Marching Band. And uh, while Morehouse doesn't have the best of the HBCU marching bands, you know, there's a pretty decent one. Uh, so if the tickets aren't astronomical, because I know they're mm-hmm. trying to make up for the money they've been to lose. Right. I'm, right. That, I might make that like a family a family outing type of thing and just make it a day. Because it is outside. Mm-hmm. I did hear they were selling limited tickets for the game. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Ashley just told me they, uh, they canceled Clark's homecoming too. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ain't none of us having homecoming. All of us are sitting at home. Sitting at home. Mm-hmm. For homecoming. Well, I'm sure uh, 2022, if it if if the Lord delay is coming and uh, COVID goes to hell, I'm pretty sure 2022 homecoming is going to be ridiculous. Come hell or high water. If I got to put on a hazmat suit, <laughs> I'm going to homecoming. <laughs> What's that last thing in that video? Is an elephant heavy? Is an elephant heavy? I'll be back, baby. Oh, I'll be back, I'll baby. Be back. <laughs> That's a great video. <laughs> That's a great video. You can, t- you can tell her and Dio over with cousins. They got that cigarette throat. They it's do. It's elephant heavy. <laughs> well, I'll be back, well, baby. Well, I'll be back, baby. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, mighty I can, God. I can hear Jesus saying that. <laughs> Come back, Jesus. <laughs> it's elephant, elephant heavy. heavy. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be Repent, back, y'all. Baby. Repent. Repent it, because I'm coming back, baby. <laughs> Oh, mighty God. That's funny. Hmm. Well, we got something big coming up. We told mm-hmm. y'all last week that October 24th is happening. It's still happening. We know, ain't no flyer been out. We know we ain't told y'all about it. We ain't told y'all the location. Mm-hmm. We just know this. It's going to be October 24th on an evening. That's a Sunday mm-hmm. evening. Mm-hmm. In, a, in a location yet to be determined here in Atlanta. Right. <laughs> at a time that will be comfortable for you. How about that? Okay. Minimally right. priced, appropriately mm-hmm. priced, but mm-hmm. we can guarantee good vibes. So October twenty fourth, tell your mama, tell her mama, to tell their friend, tell their cousin, tell your best friend, your homegirl, mm-hmm. and even your exes to come mm-hmm. in. And when the tickets are gone, they are gone. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We gonna vibe out, Brian. Are we gonna vibe out? We're gonna vibe out, man. We we'll do uh, black people doing black things. Uh, how black people do? All right. Well, I'm it sorry. is my week. It is for song of the week. All right. And um, 
Are you I singing or are you stay, playing? Oh, I'm gonna sing it. Oh, okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna sing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and you know, since we came off certified lover boy last week, I think I want to stay in the vein of toxicity. Okay. But this is old school toxic. Not old school as in like 70s, 80s, but like good 2000s toxic. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of in thing. That's what we're mm-hmm. talking about later. And it goes a little something like this. You ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. It says, I'm going to go, I'm, ooh, I'm going to do the remix actually. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, see, first of all. Oh, okay. I know these so-called <laughs> players wouldn't tell you this, uh-huh. but I'm going to be real and say what's mm-hmm. on my heart. Uh-huh. Let's take this chance and make this love feel relevant. Didn't you know I loved you from the start? Yeah. When I think about all the years we put in this relationship, who knew we'd make it this far? Mm-hmm. When I think about where would we be if we were just to fall apart? There's a word. I I just can't stand the thought of leaving you. Meet me at the altar in your white dress. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it. Been feeling you all the while, girl. I must confess. Let's get married, baby. Let's get married. That is, uh, let's get married. Mm-hmm. By the iconic group, Jagged Edge, mm-hmm. who only mm-hmm. wanted to get married because they was getting older. He felt like the love was not relevant. I just heard it. He said, now let's make it relevant. <laughs> just lyrics are just bad. That's just bad. Just right. Bad. Ladies, if a man proposes to you like that, tell that nigga no. Right. <laughs> tell him no. <laughs> Please. Let's just get married. Let's just do this. Let's just do it. And niggas, if you feel like that's the way you got to propose, don't do it. Mm-mm. Do not do it. So all of my mm. niggas and niggets out there, hear, <laughs> hear the words of me. Hear him close. Hither to these words. Come here. Mm. Come close to the mic. Come close to the speaker. Turn me up in your car. Turn me <laughs> up. Don't do it. <laughs> it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. So that being said, understood and accepted, Brian, you ready to dive into the show? I am ready to dive in. Dive in. Yes. We, we, we felt the same thing. We felt the same thing. Oh, go throw. <laughs> Let's get up to the bliss of report. Let's go. All right. Uh, we are here at the Bless Up Report where we kind of bless up and we shout out black people doing great black things because black people do great things all the time. Yes, sir. Uh, so we take this time out of our nice schedule in our podcast to really just, you know, highlight what black people do. Hallelujah. And we're excited because we love black women, don't we? Don't we? We stand black women. We protect. We stand a we black woman. Patronize. We support mm-hmm. black women because, you know, if it hadn't been for them. There would be no us. There would be no us. We hadn't come through their vaginal canals. Right. We would not be here. <laughs> <laughs> if it had not been for them, we'd not be here. So, yes. uh, bless up. Uh, good black names. Uh, well, you know, a good uh, first one is definitely a good black name. Uh, okay. Daisha Broadway. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jessica Hernandez, which, you know, gives the Latina vibes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shout out California. Ste- <laughs> Stephanie Philo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You know. They are editors of a black lady sketch show. Okay. Mm. Do you watch that I, show, Brian? 
I do not. I'm not gonna say I watch it. I have seen an episode or so or two. Okay, that's um, but fair. I would not say that I actually watch it. Do you watch it? I do. Oh, okay. I do. It's, oh, okay. It's great. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's it's cool. Okay. It's cool. It's no Mad TV, but it's cool. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, the uh, editors for Robin Thede's hit HBO show, a Black Lady Sketch show, took home actually the show's first Emmy during this weekend's Creative Arts Emmy Awards for Outstanding Picture Editing for Variety Program. Uh, they won for their work on episode two, excuse me, season two, episode three, uh, Sister May I Call You Oshan, okay, <laughs> which, featured, which featured guest appearances from Gabrielle Union and Jesse Williams. All of these women were fans of the show's concept prior to coming on board. They said working on the show with primarily women of color has been a joy, especially with the stress of the last two years. The nomination mm-hmm. is a first for Hernandez and Broadway's third for Philo. Uh, this is her second Emmy. The first was from a documentary series she produced in 2020. Due to the ongoing p- pandemic, the red carpet and much of the pomp and circumstance has been cut from this year's ceremony. However, the ladies still plan to meet together, get all dressed up, look all great in their finest, and celebrate their big accomplishment as they should. And the second season of Black Lady Sketch, Shows, Sketch Show is now available on HBO Max. And it's been picked up for a third, so the laughs are going to keep coming, and we are excited about it. So HBO Max, if you have it, uh, go out there and check it out. I'm going to check it out based off Josh's recommendation. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have HBO Max, I'm sure your cousin or somebody has it, so get their password, and you log in and watch it as well. And while you're doing that, make sure you go back and watch all the episodes of Insecure, um, and make sure that you are in the place for our Insecure um, watch our Insecure party. watch party. So, yeah, so bless up Deja Broadway, Jessica Hernandez, and Stephanie Filo, the editors of a Black Lady Sketch Show on your Emmy Award. Uh, Shouts out, uh, bless up to these black women doing great black things. And even though Hernandez sounds like she's Latino, I'm going to call her black anyway, because we all come from the motherland. Josh is kissing up to the ceiling (laughs) in bless up fashion. (laughs) So, Josh, now we've gone through the uh, bless up. Is there anything that we talk about in the billboard? Oh, there's a few things. A few okay. things. A, okay. a, 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 a little some, some, some. So let's start <laughs> okay. off with the Met Gala. Um, oh, you Lord. know, every year the Met Gala comes around. And Brian, at this point in my life, I am just thoroughly convinced that this is no nothing more than an adult costume party. Because oh, yeah. they just put on the thing, they spend all the money, and they mm-hmm. it gets weirder and weirder and crazier and crazier. And sometimes more and more iconic, but much more of the latter. And we all mm-hmm. look at this year's theme. Not really. Do you? Even, I don't even know what the thing was. I tried to research it, couldn't find mm-hmm. it, and then based it on based on the looks, I still have no idea what the theme uh, was. Do you know mm-hmm. what the theme was? What was about? I think it was like American. It was a tribute to like America, like American um, freedom or fashion. They was free, all right. Thing. To do whatever the heck they wanted to do. Because it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. But there were so many people who were there. Some of your faves, some of your not so um, many faves um, were there. And um, we're just, you know, we, we celebrate them, I guess, for everything that they did or didn't do. From what you saw, Brian, what were some of your favorite looks? Um, I definitely liked Iman. Mm-hmm. Um the fashion model icon. Okay. Was it Iman? Was it Iman? Was her name Iman? Yes, it's Iman. Uh, with the Iman, fan. Okay. With the fan, the fan thing. The big thing behind her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Did you like Frank Ocean and his baby doll? <sighs> that was so random. Frank, <laughs> Frank, like, just just make some music. Like, that's what we want. Like all this other stuff, like, you know, just make the music. And like you sh- why are you even there, Frank? Like, why? He was invited, I suppose. Um, but I liked her. Um, I'm rooting for everybody black. But AOC, even though she's not black, I did like her dress. Mm. You know, of course, being a politician, yeah, her dress had a statement. It was a nice classic white dress, but then it said, you know, tax the rich. For sure. Um, uh, the curries looked nice. They didn't look crazy. My favorite look, actually, of the night, yeah. especially from the men, Steph, Steph Brown. You know, I, you know, one of my dreams is going on a double date with the curries. That'd be great. Would you, would you, I, re- I really want that. I thought you said you want to swing with the curries. No, I want to go on a double date with the curries. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Wardell and Aisha can they can have their time. I just want to be I just want to be friends. I feel like I feel like they're a vibe. Yeah, I think I would have a good time with the uh, mm-hmm. with the curries. I think they, you know, they're down to earth. They love the Lord. Yes. Um, but I feel like you know there's a real turn up in them. That they reserve mm-hmm. for their close friends on their IG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when they by themselves, they get... Um, this is not in the billboard, but you went to, we didn't talk about you going to Miami this past weekend. I guess we we'll talk about that later, or we we'll talk about it in uh, Like Me and Self-Care? We can save it for that? that. We can save it for okay. that. Sure. All right, cool. Um, so, so, Yara Shahidi, she looked real classic and elegant. Mm. Um, you don't think she looked elegant? I, 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 mean, think I didn't appreciate the look. I know that she didn't look elegant. I, I didn't like her... I like. I didn't like her. Um, her gloves. They were a little bit much for me. <laughs> Cloud gloves. Um, yeah. Um, I. F- I'm trying to think. There's anybody else that I was like, hey. Chloe and Halle looked amazing. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. yes. And I know I we really always like- stand for Chloe, but like Halle, that was a great look for her. She. It yes. was. It was really good. It was, it was really good. It was. It was like sexy, but it wasn't like. You know, too revealing, but it was mm-hmm. revealing. You know, it had mm-hmm. all the. It was like all the right teased, elements. Yeah, it was. It was all the right elements. It, you know, it. She, yeah, but she, I will say that Hallie's like a sleeper. Like Chloe gets all the attention, but Hallie's definitely a sleeper. So that's you know neither here nor there. Um, I like Allison Felix. Allison Felix's dress. I'm a stand with Allison Felix, so mm-hmm. I like what she gave. She's um, a runner. She's a track star. Right, but other than that, I don't think a lot of people gave what needed to be given. Mm-mm. You didn't like Kim Kardashian's um. <sighs> I I I I don't like <laughs> the Kardashians at all. If I could snap my fingers, like uh, what's the you man's Thanos, name? Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> I would I would snap the Kardashians out of here along with um, Mother Jenner. Um, gone. Like that, Mother Chris that's, that's and Kate, Mother Bruce Kate, and Caitlyn. Yes, yes. <laughs> Especially that that one. <laughs> Not saying that in that way, but him as in. Her, excuse me, you know what I mean, right? Especially her. Uh, I just despise Caitlyn the the most. Um, I don't like Kanye. I don't like Kim. Y'all showed up there in masks, and part of me was like, like it'd be hilarious if it wasn't them. Like they gave their credentials to somebody else, and was like, "Hey, go in our place," and then just just you know, somebody trolled the world. Was just right, right, (laughs) right. And but they loved that attention. It was them. Yeah, they love it, and I I hate the fact that Kanye like I'm gonna come here, I'm gonna wear a hoodie and some plants and a t shirt. Like I'm gonna come to this super fashion event, and I'm gonna just dress down, and I'm going to prove to you that I can do whatever I want. Like he's just like a ugh. I just just I just dislike him. 
a lot. Now Lil Nas X transformed from a cloak. He, he gave us a reveal to a robot's uniform mm-hmm. to a full sheer sequin <laughs> body cat suit. Okay, Lil Nas X didn't come to play with y'all. He did. <laughs> I, I like a reveal. I like a good reveal. It was a reveal. Wasn't a reveal. It, it mm-hmm. was a reveal. It was a reveal. Now, speaking of the Met Gala and all the people who were doing the crazy things, this one particular British race car driver did a really good thing. Lewis Hamilton bought a table for emerging black designers. On Monday, mm-hmm. um, during the Met Gala, the Formula One driver paid for three designers, um, Theophilio, mm-hmm. Kenneth Nicholson and Jason Rembert to sit at his table with other black innovators, including Zendaya stylist, Law Roach, Alton Mason, uh, Kalani and athletes, Miles Chamley Watson and Shikari Richardson. It's believed that an individual ticket Brian from the Met Gala costs approximately $30,000 while designers pay at least $275,000 for tables. So he explained his generous move by saying um, the Met, is the biggest fashion event ever. And for this mm-hmm. theme, I wanted to create something that was meaningful and was sparking conversation. So shout out mm-hmm. to Lewis Hamilton for supporting black folk and putting young black designers in the right places to be able to network and mm-hmm. to make sure some of their stuff hits right. the red carpet next time. Because I mean, Gucci is going to always be Gucci and Louis is going to always be Louis and Prada and all mm-hmm. the places, but mm-hmm. it's time to put, to make black designers like introduce some luxury, um, luxury black luxury brands as well, and put them right. on the main stage. Right, I know they exist, but let's give them the platform, put them on the main stage, and amplify and elevate these voices. Um, yep. Staying in theme with people who've done the right thing. Your state right. did the right thing, Brian. Kudos um, to California. Kudos to mm-hmm. California. A group yeah. of haters was trying to get Governor Gavin Newsom out of office by recalling the election. Basically, mm-hmm. it was a bunch of Trump haters, I mean, Trump supporters who were hating mm-hmm. and did not like what he was doing. They claim that he's been mismanaging mm-hmm. um, the COVID. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, but to be honest, California has literally been one of the safest states in terms of like implementation of guidelines and like right. its ability to um roll back its measures and all the things they had in place like y'all was one of the last people to open back up to the public oh um, yeah i just read my our girl gangster boo friend of the podcast friend in real life lola mitchell just posted that california is now about to require you to show your vaccine card or a yep. negative test just to attend mm-hmm. public spaces like nobody's yep. doing that everything. Mm-hmm. um so it's just the trump haters who are like Mad. I mean, the Trump lovers who are haters of Newsom who are mad about it. Um, but the mm-hmm. state voted down the measure, and the governor now has the opportunity to continue all the great work that he's been doing for the state. And little do they do they not know like California's probably never going blue. I mean, never going red. No. Never. Like no, ever. I don't care how many like um, conservative white people end up moving to the state. Like it's right. way too liberal. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 California's had, had has had Republican governors. Oh, before. for sure. We had y'all had Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ronald Reagan, uh, Nixon. I think was a governor at one point. But in terms of thinking, in terms of uh, where they vote nationally, um, yeah, California. Yeah. California is like what Mississippi. Like in terms of like you know Mississippi is going to be red. Like it's just there's never going to be. You just know up. it. You just know it. Um, that governor seat might change. But that's because, like, and then the people, like, it was celebrities. Ronald Reagan was an actor. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. was, you know, an yeah. actor. And, you know, right. so. It, it yeah. That's California's, what Kanye probably can probably have some political success if he want to win something. Yeah. Yeah, if he wanted to, he, he, that would be the place. Which, which, is, which is why I think Caitlyn Jenner tried to run. 
And I really think that Kim Kardashian has great aspirations in California because, you know, that ticket is going to be, you know, in terms of California, you know, if you are a celebrity, they're going to give you a little more of a, mm-hmm. a look because it's a, you know, it's a state for celebrities. But who knows? Who knows? Take a look. It's in a book. Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> President Biden issued an executive order to support HBCUs. The order is set to advance um, racial, advance equality or equity, rather, in economic and educational opportunities for all Americans, including black Americans. Now, I really didn't understand the last part because, I mean, HBCUs are for black people but um <laughs> neither neither here nor there um the order would do the following things it's supposed to break down barriers for hbcus to access federal funding done to understand why there are barriers there uh, recommend mm-hmm. fostering public private partnerships to create academic research centers on hbcu campuses urge increasing the availability of information on such institutions for prospective students um mm-hmm. that's what the order is supposed to do now on, on the campaign trail biden also promised that uh, he was a commitment to increase funding for hbcus and make um the first two years of these colleges free now um i don't know if he can make good on the latter part of that promise because a lot of hbcus are private specifically you know your top whatever um mm. so i don't know about making the first two the first two years free specific i mean especially for the public institutions like tsu and you know mm-hmm. some of the state schools like that um for sure but i think ramping up federal funding to the more private institutions would definitely help with um access to funding and students be able to afford um tuition now some of the now speaking of hvus the rankings just came back out uh-huh. and for 15 years in a row our sisters at Spelman are the number one HBCU in America. <laughs> they are not falling off their list. And I right. think but don't they have is, the biggest endowment in terms of like schools? If not the biggest one of them. Okay. One of them. Um, Howard is number two, if I'm not mistaken. I think Which Hampton. No. Xavier sits at number three. And four is tied with Hampton, Morehouse, and somebody else. I want to say it. Fisk. We're all tied at four. Uh, and then... That's good because we had dropped to like six <laughs> or something. <Okay. laughs> and because we had been like, we used to teeter between two and three, you know, in our in the glory years. Because mm-hmm. Spelman just was not, you know, leaving their post. <laughs> just those, those women are just <laughs> killing it over there. Right. Um, but I mean, but none of that stuff really matters. I mean, it does matter in terms of like funding and reputation and mm-hmm. things like that. But we love to see it, seeing these black schools um, continue to thrive in excellence and doing their things. And hopefully this executive order is just not one that is mute, but is one that actually gets um, some real support. Uh, speaking right. of things that do not deserve our support, the bodyguard is being remade. Right. Tony-nominated playwright Matthew Lopez is currently behind make, remaking the 1992 film. Um, Warner Brothers has hired Lopez to reimagine the film in a way that was directly inspired by um, the original movie. Uh, as of now, Brian, no mm-hmm. one has been decided. There's been no decisions on who's going to play uh, Whitney Houston. Is it was that Kevin Costner? Mm-hmm. It was. Oh. You I know the white person because you know I do not know white people. You don't <laughs> in in movies, um, but let's just even though I know we don't necessarily want this, Brian. Mm-hmm. Who, if you had to pick right now, who's playing Whitney? Who's playing Kevin? Uh, her should play Whitney Houston. Really? Yeah, vocally think, and acting wise. I think in terms of like acting, if we're Okay, so we're no one is gonna be like okay, someone's gonna is gonna be a hit Whitney's vocals. But Whitney um, was a solid actress. We gotta give was, it to her. 
Yeah, but I, I, I the reason why I say her is because I feel like. Oh, Brian, they gonna come get you. Go ahead. They, they come. <laughs> Please come. Um, because who? Because who else? Who else could play that role in terms of the like the? I don't know. I think her could play the role. And I'm not. I'm not talking about like the just the, the robust singing because if it's that's robust singing, like just vocalists, there's not many vocalists out there that can also do the acting. True. Like, True. If you think about like our really good singers, like the Kiki Wyatt of the world and Deborah Coxes, and like the real singers, the real vocalists that can like that can sing the the Whitney Houston songs. Mm-hmm. Them niggas can't act. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gonna have to be some random woman that say introducing such and such as right, and and yeah. we don't want no Jennifer Hudson. That's what we don't. No, want. no, we don't. <laughs> Even though Jennifer make it, Jennifer would kill because she's a solid actress too. She can act. And she yeah. can sing. But I don't now. I, I, now I ain't gonna lie to you. As loud as just be, I would be mad at her rendition of "I Will Always Love You." I ain't gonna lie. She gonna <laughs> belt that thing from her belly. <laughs> she would. And, and okay, and I'm, and I'm gonna say this too. And you this. know she's slim now, so yeah. <laughs> so right. Don't be surprised, bro. <laughs> I won't be too surprised. But let me say this though, and okay. hopefully the hive doesn't kill me for this. We not putting Beyonce nowhere <laughs> not, near that. Beyonce, no. In the bodyguard, Simba. we don't want that. Let's get information. No, we not doing it. We don't want. We stand for the queen. We love Bey. Beyonce, but she, an we don't actress, want her. She is not. She is not an actress. She is we not. Want. We don't want to hear Houston in every single thing she plays in. Mm-mm, we do not. Oh my god! Somebody said that Beyonce was in um, <laughs> was taking like special reading class when she was growing up and like speech therapy and all that kind of stuff. I said, "Wow, oh, okay." I know that, but you know, it ain't work. <laughs> it is something I love Beyonce, but it, and it really is. It is her speaking voice that makes it hard to take her seriously as an as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, just stick to singing and performing, babe. Like, and you've given us enough movies. We don't need any more. Her best role, Dreamgirls, because <laughs> she was Listen. just playing. She was playing a singer. And Ooh, her neck was just all, all that. That's that so good to me in the dream when they were singing with your dream girls. She was giving us that 70s, wasn't she? That dream girl's neck? That thing was that thing was hard to say goodbye, my love. Yeah, so good. I like dream girls. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna I hold love, you. I saw it I love three times girls. in the theaters. I didn't see three times in the theater, but I saw it in the theater and I was it was like, circumstantial. This is magical. Like this so, is, Dream Girls ahead. is good. Saw with my family. Cause we do a traditional Christmas day. Saw mm. with my girlfriend at the time, and then saw with a group of friends, and they just want to keep singing. I was like, "I'll go, yeah, <laughs> I'll go." You put on Dream Girls right now. I'm watching it and singing every song. Yeah, y'all think what I sing on this podcast? Me? <laughs> y'all think I sing on what this about my needs? I don't know if that's I'm saying the right words, but uh, you know, like it leads into the about what's best for me. <laughs> And then her brother comes in with, <clears throat> you got me going. It's more than you. It is more than me. Whatever dreams we have is for the family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're not alone anymore. Now there are others there. And that dream's big enough for all of us to share. So don't think you're going. <laughs> Mike, go, brother, because I love that. I had the, I had the soundtrack. I had the soundtrack CD, Reverend. It's it's good. It's, it's a good. good soundtrack. It's good. It's, it's good. good. But anyway, that is in the make. So we'll see how that eventually um, plays out. Speaking 
you know, of things that's been playing now. Nicki Minaj. Jesus, that's your girl. I'm going to stick beside her, too. That's your girl. <laughs> What's that thing on Instagram? You see that? That's your man? Yeah, I'm going to stick beside man. her. I'm going to stick beside her. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that's it. So Nikki released a series of tweets explaining why she's not getting the vaccine. And it all kind of, you know, came from, uh, you know, her decision not, first of all, her decision not to go to the VMAs. And then later she went into more detail about her decision not to attend the Met Gala. And she started off by saying they want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't be for the Met. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, I love to be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. Now, at surface value, Brian, there's really nothing really wrong with what she said. And this is not me being um, Barbara Jason or anything like that. Like she, mm-hmm. like a lot of people have questions still around the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Whether I agree with your level of detailed questioning, it's not my mm-hmm. business. It's your right. personal choice. But she didn't tell people not to get it. Mm-hmm. All she said was, I don't feel comfortable yet because I'm still doing research. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all be sure to keep wearing your mask, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nikki has also had COVID. Mm-hmm. I think she did a she shot a video or something. She was like she couldn't, you know, hold her baby and go around her baby. She also went on to explain, I think, later, mm-hmm. saying that she's raising her child without nannies right now. So mm-hmm. like she doesn't want necessarily to put her baby in risk. So that's why she's not doing public appearances. In the meantime, she hasn't gotten the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Where it started to spiral is that that tweet went way, mm-hmm. way out of control. People started mm-hmm. responding to it. Then Nikki, <sighs> Nikki couldn't keep her peace. I think what made it worse, Brian, was after that tweet, she had a third tweet that said a story about her cousin friend mm. in Trinidad who got the vaccine his and his balls didn't work. He couldn't have babies and he started itching. Yeah. That sounds like an STD. <laughs> that don't really sound like Moderna now. Right. <laughs> that, that, you know, I, I I ain't heard nobody who got to say, you know what? Got the vaccine. My sperm don't work no more. Got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Now I got syphilis. I don't right. think that's how that works. Right. I'm not a know. doctor. Are you a doctor? I'm not. Okay, so I can't confirm nor deny, but I am 99.98% sure mm-hmm. that that is not at all how any of that works. But that's the thing I think to put the ice on the cake. And then Joy Reid went on to express her disappointment at Nikki did. saying that you have a platform with 22 some point some odd million followers and it was a misuse of your platform and I think and Nikki clapped back and mm-hmm. said that you were a black woman tearing another black woman down. And I think it's just going way out of proportion. The one thing that I just I gravely dislike about Onika Mirage is that she does not know how to let things just be. You're yeah, a freaking icon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are you arguing with like people are going people talk about Beyonce, they talk about and Rihanna, they just let it ride. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like these women and these people have made certain decisions, and that's just what mm-hmm. it is. And if your tweet as genuine as it was saying, Hey, I want to do more research, that's what I'm doing now before I get it, that's fine. That's a that's mm-hmm. a that's an okay heel to stand on. As mm-hmm. long as you're not out here being reckless. As long mm-hmm. as you're not out here like partying without a mask and and say, like if you're not because there's a lot of people saying those things, but out here not doing anything to prevent themselves from right. possibly getting sick from spreading it to other people. So as long as you're doing everything that you say that you're doing to remain safe, recording your vocals in your home studio, sending them on to other people, whatever it is, mm-hmm. then it's fine until you decide to get it. I think she also mentioned at one point that Drake got the vaccine and still got COVID. She's like, well, there's that. Well, that's a terrible example too because. No one ever said that 
the vaccine is foolproof. What it, what it does is that it just prevents people from dying. Right. Um, it prevents. Uh, it's it not one hundred percent preventable, right? Yeah, it, it, it minimize your chances. It minimize your chances of dying. It minimize your chance to have like ridiculous reactions if you mm-hmm. are to you know contract um, the disease. So it's just it's all over the place right now. It is really wild, and allegedly, allegedly, Don Lemon just recently, recently because oh, what's what's based on she's, her back and forth on Twitter, bro? She's also now in Twitter jail. And so she can't tweet anymore <laughs> for a while because <laughs> uh, she's been going off and going crazy, spreading kind of misinformation uh, in some regards about the vaccine. But Don Lemon just says a source tells C- C- tell CNN that Nicki Minaj was offered a conversation with a doctor to clarify the efficacy and side effects of the vaccine, not a visit to the White House because she claimed. Mm-hmm. That she had been invited to the White House. She was going to wear all pink, like illegally blonde, <laughs> when she went. Uh, a White House statement is coming shortly. Don Lemon also says, number two, a White House official tells CNN's Jeff um, Zeleny um, that as we have with others, we offered a call with Nicki Minaj and one of our doctors to answer questions she has about the safety and effectiveness of the mm-hmm. vaccine. Um, but Nikki claimed that she was invited. Uh, and that it's a step in the right direction. And if she was invited to have a conversation, that's true. But she was misleading in saying mm-hmm. that she was actually invited to the White House. So right. I hope, hopefully, Nikki gets all the answers that she's looking for. Um, hopefully, that you know, I wish that she would just stop. She's way too much of a big celebrity to have this many shenanigans all the time. Yeah, Girl. it is. It is like I think you know. In of course. It, People are going to be like, well, you shouldn't expect celebrities to, you know, do certain things, right? But there's certain ways you can address certain things, even on, on Twitter. Like, her thing could have been like, like you said, just stop there. Like, you know, you know, I'm do, I'm still doing my research. Or I, st- I still don't feel comfortable taking the vaccine as of yet. However, right. again, do your own research. If you feel like, you know, you should or should not do it, don't feel pressured in any way to do it. You know, pray about it and make that decision on your own. And like you said, just leave it at that. Like, just stop. It. Um, and of course, you know, people are going to be like, you need to do it, blah, blah, blah. How do you know you're stupid? This, this and that. And then people was like, oh, Nikki, you afraid of the vaccine with your butt shots? I laughed at that. And that's that a thing. <laughs> um, but all those things. Right. And um, I think my issue with Nikki Minaj was the fact of she, Tucker Carlson, a, a huge racist. He I didn't on, even get into that. But go ahead. Oh, go ahead. He went on and he, you know, pretty much. Kind of try to support her, saying like, you know, y'all getting bullied and blah blah blah. And he, mind you, he's he's vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the Fox News people are fully vaccinated because it's kind of required. Um, but he basically saying like, you know, Nicki Minaj this, and and I, I'm supporting her and blah blah blah. And then she reposted like Tucker Carlson, and then she, she got did. mad. She got mad. People were saying like, well, you know, why are you, he's a racist, blah blah blah. Oh, and then she went on this whole like Democrat black thing. And I think the thing she don't understand is like Tucker Carlson can go on TV tonight and say the Jigsaw podcast is the greatest podcast in the world. We're not reposting it. I'm not reposting it. <laughs> There's not a chance. Not a chance. You know, in God's green earth, in Cicely Tyson's world, that I would ever repost a cosign from Tucker Carlson. Like, there's there's no way. That's what I'm saying. So, like, Nikki, like, she just does stuff. And then... 
I'm, I'm this way off top, on topic. She went her back and forth with Joy Reid and pulled all these receipts on Joy being potentially homophobic and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah. but your husband literally can't go to within like five feet of a school. Like, and he about to go to jail possibly for the next 10 years. Right. For, for not <laughs> registering. So you got all, you're pulling all these receipts for Joy, you know, and you're not even doing the due diligence on your own home. And again, well, I'm not throwing any type of stone because, you know, things we happen. We all have them. But it's like, girl, like, girl, like, enjoy like, the lunch. Listen, like, you're rich. <laughs> you're rich. Like, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be on social media. You can literally just do what you want to do. But, like, and then it's like, and on top of that, you're not making any music right now. Um, so, unless you're doing, unless you do have the Kanye playbook where you cause all this drama and then you come up with a song next week and, you know, instead of doing Queen Radio, you're doing Twitter. You like, but she just got kicked off Twitter, so that's done. So, right. So, <laughs> it's like I don't know. And then she went on Instagram talking about like you know upset about Twitter for kicking her off and all that kind of and stuff. That's and, it doesn't feel safe. She don't know if she gonna ever go back to the app and all the kind of stuff. Like again, I appreciate what Nikki has done for hip hop, and I stand. I ain't gonna lie, I rock with her music. But what mm-hmm. I do not, what my biggest beef of making me like a fan fan is mm-hmm. this stuff right here, the shenanigans that she always pulls into it, and I just think it's someone that's and it takes away. From the beauty of her art, bro. I think mm-hmm. one of the things that makes Beyonce great, beyond her singing and her entertainment, is her ability to like maintain her mystery. Yeah, to, to, to be a beloved celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. she don't get into it. Whatever she has to express, she does it in her music. Mm-hmm. And the few interviews and documentaries we have seen, she's given us a taste and enough of what we need to know. And mm-hmm. that's it. It's just what it is, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Nikki and, just does. Nikki is reacting like. You know, she's freaking Summer Walker or something. Like, she's some new girl on the block. Like, <laughs> right. pipe down. Right. And that's the thing. is like, the, the mystique of it all, and I guess we probably can go wrap this up, but I've got sure. it going on. Um, but the fact, I think somebody said a reason, like, the mystique of the artist, right? Mm-hmm. And Nikki has no mystique. Where Beyonce is like, like, we know her, but we don't really know her. Well, yep. She give us enough to think we know her. Right. To she feel had a whole like, 40th birthday and even posted on the actual day. She been posting right. pictures and it's just her and JC on the boat. We don't know if they had a party. Now we just saw Kelly on the boat, so we can assume that maybe they're together. Maybe they're like, together, you know. but <laughs> like, I, somebody, I saw a tweet recently. Somebody was like, "I'm glad Beyonce don't be talking to us." <laughs> like, she'll she come don't. in. She'll even put. She'll put caption on her pictures. <laughs> Very few. She don't follow anyway. nobody. She don't like, follow nobody. She ain't follow her own husband. <laughs> right. It's it's like that's Beyonce is to me. I wish artists would go back. To, to like certain artists who are at certain levels. For sure. Like, you know, like Nikki is on that level to where she should have the mystique of, I'm gonna come out and give you this album. And that's it. I'm gonna maybe do a tour. And that's it. I'm gonna give you all some morsels here and there. Like, um, even even Drake is kind of like that in a sense. Like, he's I mean, most out. of the big people, Rihanna, like, they don't do a lot of the, you know, they put their stuff out. They may comment on something and that's, they may come in more than Beyonce. Beyonce don't say nothing. Nothing. But they still aren't giving us, like, they ain't arguing with no fans. And if they argue, like, Drake will argue with Kanye. But like, right. they ain't arguing with, like, J- John uh, E. Booty 97. Right. <laughs> with, with one follower. Right. right. They're not doing it. <laughs> but uh, shout out to um, Nicki Minaj for all the great things she's done in the, in, in, in the world. And Nick, uh, so. if you listen to this podcast, no, I still love you. I'm still a fan, so don't block right, me. Right. But we're, we're praying for you. We're praying for you. I just, I just want you to rethink your reaction to it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not that deep. And I don't think you're gonna lose any clout or respect if you decided to just sit it out. Mm-hmm. 
That's all. Agreed. Okay, lastly, in the billboard, let's wrap this up. Um, Brian, are you tired of versus? Um, but did you watch the John ja Rule no. and the Fat Joe? I turned it on for a second, um, and it was a, a bit much for me, so I turned it off. AKA Ashanti versus Shanti. Um, that's what I heard it was. Let me say this: John ja Rule is annoying. <laughs> He's so annoying. It was like he was trying to give this. He tried to be Jada Kiss. Because mm, I didn't watch their verses either. Yeah, I went back and watched some of that. He tried to be Jada Kiss and be like this tough guy to Fat Joe, but y'all like best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and I get it. You know, it, it's thing, but it was just like, where were they? Were they like in a big venue too? It was. It was. It was a nice size venue. Um, it wasn't no Madison Square Garden. Nah, I think. <laughs> I don't know where it was, but to me, I think Jabril gives. Like he thinks he's like a legend. Ja Rule is the Fire Festival. Everything yeah, like, that the Fire Festival represented is indicative of Ja Rule. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say his music is not good. He didn't have good music. I, oh yeah, I he gave he, us bops. Yeah, I think he thinks he's like on like some legendary. Yeah, I think he thinks he's like, like up there with Jay Z. Jay Z. <laughs> like, but no. he's. I remember at one point like he was him and Jay Z and DMF supposed to have like a group, and he thought like you know. But no, like Herb Gotti be gassing you, bro. Like you're not that level. Yeah, of, no. no. You you are what people said Ashanti was going to be instead of Beyonce. Ooh. Everybody thought Ashanti was going to be the the one. <laughs> and we see and look at look 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 at it. Okay. Be comfortable in the lane with Fabulous. And it's great lane, you know, great lane, like that's and fabulous. That's that's no shade. Fabulous, great is a career, decent, great career. He had he had his time, and today he still can give a nice feature, a good verse. And Ja Rule probably could too if he would get away. Like fabulous, Nelly, mm-hmm. Ludacris. Mm-hmm. That's yep. your lane, bro. That's your lane. That's, that's those are those lane. are your peers. Mm-hmm. Those are your peers. <laughs> hundred, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. Those are your peers, right? Right. So, and even Fat Joe, like that's that's your peer, like. Mm-hmm. Great career, great for the time, could possibly give, you know, pull out a single here and there, could possibly be dope on a feature here and there, but we don't want any more real albums from you, but it's your shenanigans that make us make, that make you the joke. Right. And now when I hear your music, I can't help but to think of the joke that you are mm-hmm. because of the shenanigans. Anyway, mm-hmm. this, this wasn't to get on Ja Rule. This was to say <laughs> that a possible versus or versus probably will not happen because um, your main <laughs> Dupree tweeted the following brian here he said somebody let diddy know um uh, uh, i'm at the garden right now and he gonna need some training for me uh diddy twitter name love <laughs> responded and says he he, he got it he, he tapped into his inner ayala he said beloved you my nigga but your arms are too short to box with god <laughs> I don't know that I appreciate the arrogance of that. If he's if he's God in this situation, I didn't like that because um, you should not blaspheme the name of my Lord and talk about yourself. There's only one God. There's only one God. Now we not already got on Boosie last week. Do we need to get on you, Diddy? Let me let me just pause for the calls right there. Don't you be calling yourself God? There should be no another God before me. That's what the words ain't that what the words say, Brian? The there shall say. be no other God mm-hmm. before me. Right. I, okay. I say this. We know we we say it. There's only one God. So Baal, right. cast down your altar. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! First of all, I had to tell Boosie God one day. Now you got to tell Diddy he ain't God. He ain't God. <laughs> yeah, you There's ain't only, God. Only, only one God. There's only one God. I serve the risen Savior in this world today, mm. and you ain't it. 
<laughs> did it? You got four rooms for you to go get cheesecake. My God can create a cheesecake with a snap of a finger. He can. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He don't even have to snap. It and just appears. He say cheesecake. <laughs> and it, that's how the earth came. He said water, trees, birds. <laughs> and it was all there. Firmament. I don't know. <laughs> the little firmament. Frankincense. A myrrh. <laughs> Bro, you ever smell some myrrh? I never seen no myrrh. <laughs> I'm thinking I find you some myrrh and give you that for Christmas. It's <laughs> just a container of myrrh. <laughs> right. I'm gonna give you the uh, the elements. <laughs> the elements. My God. Earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> God said, Let it be. And He's that's spoken. what it was. Anyway, uh, he continued to say that uh you ain't got enough hits. I'll smash you with just Biggie and Mary. But I do have utmost, I do have the utmost respect for you as a musical legend. Dre, the only one that can get in the ring with me. Love. Facts. That is 100% so, true. I agree. I agree. But here is where I'm going to stir the pot just a little, Brian Hair. <laughs> Versus is a strategy game. Mm-hmm. It's only 20 songs. Mm-hmm. No one says that he ain't got more songs and more hits. But mm-hmm. it's only 20, Brian. Right. Dupree got more than 20 hits under his oh, belt. Without a doubt. So in terms, and and, and here's the other thing I'm going to say mm-hmm. that might not be popular. I think in terms of types of music and era, I think Jermaine is a better match. Girl groups, guy groups, that whole like that whole oh, hip hop, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. I, I like agree with that. while Dre probably has the bigger catalog, I think Jermaine's his list of artists are more comparable to oh, yeah. Diddy's list of artists, specifically right. in Diddy's heyday, right? Yeah, his um, production, his is, production. Is so mm-hmm. if we talking about twenty for twenty, just twenty for twenty, mm-hmm. based on how you play the game and limiting it just to twenty songs. Mm-hmm. It could really be a good matchup. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold you, bro. No, no, no. And I, I would agree with that because if you look at, I'm looking. You know, of course, I'm looking up discography right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you got na- these are the names, right? That you know, Jermaine Dupri has. Okay. Mariah Carey, Usher, LSG, Mace, um, Tamia. You got. I'm, I can keep listing just names. Escape. Escape. Um, the Brat. The Brat. Bow wow. UG, UGK. <clears throat> Monica. Um, like, he has some. And think about it. Unless we can't be like, act like he just didn't exist. Like, Bow Wow had some songs. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think Bow Wow proved that in his own verses. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Donnell Jones is like, you know, and, and that would be like some fabulous. Like, there, his, 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 if you, if he, if Jermaine Dupree gets into his production bag, it's, It'd be wild. Um, and I think the yeah, I think the versatility, like you said, they, their versatility matches. I it matches. It matches. And I think if we if we keep it hit for hit, because I mean, because if you want to go just range, then of course, yes, Dre may have a better range mm-hmm. in terms of love. But we end up trying to be on verses for five hours. We talk yeah. about two hours, two and a <clears throat> half hours max, twenty songs a piece, hit for hit. And that's the thing. Like if Diddy played. Uh, I'll be missing you as much as that's a great song. If and it's the song of the week this week, as toxic as it was, if Jermaine played that to Jagged Edge, I didn't play Jagged Edge. Yeah, Jagged Edge, wow. right? If he played that to freaking I'll be missing you, mm-hmm. nigga, that's a lost column. Mm. You know how many hits? One twelve? Did we not say one twelve? We didn't say one twelve. One twelve was uh, is Diddy, right? 
Uh, one twelve is Diddy. One twelve is yep. Diddy. One twelve <clears throat> is Diddy. But like Jagged Edge, <clears throat> but Jagged Edge versus one twelve. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, so it's just like it's, and then you got Mary J. Blige, but like, like you said to Jerry, um, to Jermaine Dupree, like you said, I can kill you with Mary. They can kill you with with Mariah. Like, <laughs> right? Um, look, I'm looking at some of these songs, like "Jump" by Criss Cross. That is a freaking like bop. And if, if there's never such thing as a bop, and can we talk about Biggie for half a second? I'm I'm about to get in more trouble. Okay, Biggie has a really short catalog. Yeah, two albums. If yeah. and if we talk about hits, not great songs, mm-hmm. this is the other thing that we've talked about this so many times in this podcast. Versus is about hits, mm-hmm. not your not not the great um, B side classics and the stuff that didn't. We talking about mm-hmm. hits, stuff that the masses resonate. Not the stuff you know, Brian. Not the stuff mm-hmm. I know. Not the stuff the other hip hop here. I ain't no hip hop here, but the real hip hop here is my know. We talking about through hits. You mm-hmm. can't play whole B album and be Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, that, that ain't happening, bro. I'm just looking at his songs with Usher. He has about a good ten to fifteen, and that's what I'm saying right just there. Usher so, so I, I, I think I think Diddy might want to pipe down mm-hmm. just to be like. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not disagreeing that Dre versus Diddy would not be a great match. I think it would, but I think, like you said, like we've discussed, in terms of versatility, in terms of types yeah. of artists, in terms of the type of music that was being produced at the time, they are far more similar than him and Dre. And I think twenty for twenty hits, if they play the game right, it ain't no, it ain't no Diddy takes all. It is not right. a Diddy takes all, right? Because honestly, Dr. Dre is is to me. I don't. He's not. He's not. He is not heavy in any way. R and B. No, like he's he's not. I think you know. I think Mary J was on his level at one point. But if it were, if Diddy said we if if Diddy said well, we're only doing rap songs, then Diddy's Dre losing. Like, Diddy's going. Diddy's losing because I mean, yeah. like you said, all he got is Biggie with two albums. Um, uh, he has some good songs, some May songs, like a like a Black Rob Wool, which is a was a was a crazy. Yeah, I mean, like he got some good songs, but like uh, you know, Craig Mack, you know, Flavor Your Ear, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. But if we go it, like. Well, he gonna like play. He no gonna play some little No, <laughs> but if if you say, but he got Lil Kim, got Lil Kim. But if you say I'm only doing hip hop, Dre, it, it would just drag anybody. Um, but if you're going versatility, Diddy has Joe to see, I, again. Joe to see versus like Jagged Edge. You have those songs you can go there. You got Mary J. Versus like Mariah, like you have mm-hmm. the songs, like you said, the versatility of it all. I think Diddy and Jermaine Dupri will probably be a better matchup in terms of uh, uh not seven oh two. Was it seven? What's the girl group? Uh, is um total the, the total was seven oh two and Diddy too though, or is it just know. total? Well, you have total and you have escape. But like, escape would drag ma- total though. And that's the other the matchup. So that's the matchup. So you have um, Jagged Edge versus One Twelve. So I, I, to your point, I think that matchup would be better. Mm-hmm. I, but I think, and, and some the, of it is mismatched on some levels, right? Mm-hmm, because I mm-hmm. think, again, like we talk about, we just said Total versus um, Escape. Escape had a bunch of hits, but Escape got way more hits than than Total. <laughs> yeah, Total has great songs. But yeah. then, but but here goes the wild card, though. The wild card is the, even. Usher was with Diddy for like his first album, which no one knows about. Mm-hmm. But this nigga Jermaine Dupri has and that my first way. Album don't count. He can't play nothing off that first album. You know what I'm saying? My way confessions, like yep. like the wild card in Jermaine Dupri is Usher. 
Like, there's no Diddy cannot match Usher. Like, Carl Thomas ain't matching Usher. Faith Evans ain't matching Usher. Uh, who else is still singing it's, on it's there? Really, it's really Usher and for 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 Jermaine Dupri is Usher and for Diddy it'll be Mary. Mary, yep, that's it. Because that's the string of so. Hits. But to combat Mary, Jermaine Dupri does have Mariah Carey. <laughs> he does Mariah Carey, and 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 or unless you do. Unless, unless Biddy's like, oh, well, I'm gonna use some of the Mariah Carey songs that we did for her, like the and that's you know, like that, I think that would be fair too, right? But then, because yeah. even if you bring out Lil Kim, like the Brett had some hits. Oh yeah, like in her so, day, she had hits. So like it's <laughs> it's it's a it's a good matchup. I think that again, I think the Jermaine Dupri versus Diddy matchup. Will, it's good. Would, it would, would work look better. It yeah. would definitely look better. And I and and to to for Diddy to say that. Jermaine Dupri doesn't have enough hits is is a little is a little demeaning in terms of oh absolutely and 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 honestly I think Jermaine Dupri at the moment kind of has that like bow wow like I'm the man now syndrome because mm-hmm. Jermaine Dupri is not the man now but you cannot poop on his legacy in hip hop and R&B I'm trying, I'm trying to see what was the last thing um. Even Usher just said, as a quote, Usher said that Jermaine Dupri could hold his own against Verdity in the verses. He can. Um, it's, it's, again, Usher is Usher can give you 10 to 15 songs by himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm trying to see real quick. This is why we need, this is why we need uh, um, a secretary. Because I'm trying to see what was his, what is his, like, you know, like you said, he got that thing where he's talking about, I'm the man now. I'm trying to figure out what is his discography. What's the latest thing he didn't put out? So let's just do this real quick. So in 97 alone, he did Usher, My Way, LSG, Jagged Edge, Mace. Mm-hmm. He produced Mace's album, <laughs> a Diddy mm-hmm. artist. Um, Mariah Carey, Escape. He produced Destiny's Child's debut album. Mm-hmm. Cameron. He got credits on Jay-Z Hard Knock Life. Mm-hmm. Monica, The Boy's Mind. Um, Tamia, Kelly Price's debut album. TLC fan mail, mm-hmm. um, Mariah Rainbow, Master P, Only God Can Judge Me, Warren G. He goes back to Jacket Edge in 2000, Bow Wow, Ludacris, The um, Brad, Bone Thugs and Harmony, um, Usher again, UGK, to your point, Alicia Keys debut album, Tyrese, um, Nate Dogg, Destiny Child again, a Birdman album, the Drumline soundtrack. <laughs> um, I mean, Anthony Hamilton debut album, Chingy, <laughs> Marcus Houston's Lil Jon debut album, bro. It's yeah, Twister's debut album. He got credit. He even got credit on one of one twelve albums, mm. <laughs> like Drew Hill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bro, it's not. Yeah, it it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the the landslide that Diddy thinks that he thinks it is. That yeah. He thinks it is. Yeah, it's really wild. It really. I, I just think Diddy at this point. I think Diddy's wealth makes him more relevant, bro. And Jermaine that's Dupri. that's exactly what I was about to say. I think he's looking at he's looking at Jermaine Dupri in a very classist and egregious way in terms mm-hmm. of you're not on my level in terms of money. And mm. I know, we know that Dupree isn't a billionaire or close to mm. it, but Dupree ain't nowhere near broke. And he's no. also not as flashy as Diddy. Mm-hmm. And he's also stuck in the 2000s. I think that's the difference. Like, he mm-hmm. ain't, you know, at the Rock Nation brunches, he ain't rocking fitted right. suits and stuff like that. So he doesn't give you the allure 
mm-hmm. what some of the other guys have. Right. But I th- and I'm not even a, I'm not even caping for Jermaine Dupree. I just right. know that just looking at this quick Google search of his discography, there's yeah. no way Diddy is sweeping this man. No, no way. No. No way at all. Especially and both of y'all have produced for mutual artists. So you mm-hmm. can go back and forth. Yeah. Um but anyway, I don't want to get we spent way too much time on that, but we do. I just think it was I just think it was straight up erroneous for Diddy to be but Diddy gonna yeah. Diddy. Yeah, Diddy's gonna Diddy. But I but I think Diddy I think Diddy just wants Dre. And Dre because not gonna the East do Coast, it. West Coast thing, you know. Yeah, the Biggie Park, like they he trying to recreate that. Right. But I, I even within that, I think it just if if they're doing the live performances, again, give me Jermaine Dupree versus sure. Diddy. Cause you're getting like a, I would pay ticket, bro. So so death versus bad boy is also the first bad boy concert. I went to the I went to the the bad boy reunion concert, one of the greatest concerts I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, you said so that before. I, I imagine you do a mini versus or versus concert, so so death versus bad boy. Like like take all my money, all of it, because that was really like the nineties, two thousand. Those two labels, they ran it much longer. They, they ran, ran it. it. And even think about Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre did not run. The industry that long in terms of he he, he ran like hip hop like because he was just doing hip hop but like other mm-hmm. than like mm-hmm. hip hop and R and B it was Jermaine Dupri and Diddy and I guess I'm I'm living into that because we can talk about this we can talk about it it can turn into a whole other conversation it can it can be a whole episode all right so now with that being understood um, say it understood and accepted grab your drink grab your snack grab your water your quinoa your kale your crackling whatever it is that you like. Head on mm. down to the living room, kick off shoes on your feet, and just kick it with the Jigsaw Podcast. We are going to have this real good living mm. room conversation. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? We are here at the Jigsaw Podcast. And, we you know, the, the, the living room, um, we're here at the living room, rather, and... Mm. Like y'all know, this is the meat and potatoes of our conversation. Although we talked about Diddy and Dupree for a very long time today, <laughs> like thirty minutes, <laughs> way too much of our time and attention. Um, however, we want to start some new in the living room, and we're not we're not telling you we're going to do this next week. We're not telling you we're going to do it next month. But we're starting a series called Love Letters, mm-hmm. where y'all if y'all don't know by now, if you don't know us by now, y'all know that Brian and I. Yeah, y'all know Brian. <laughs> and I love the television. Although we, we have do. to convince Brian to catch up. I do. Maybe a week or two later, <laughs> he does. Um, do. But 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 oftentimes we make a reference to some of our favorite sitcoms, particularly those from the nineties, because those were the best sitcoms were happening. Um, mm-hmm. And oftentimes we reference relationships and friendships and all the types of things. So we decided we was gonna start a series that we will you know throw in there periodically called love letters, where mm-hmm. we discover and talk through the relationships and the nuances of black love through the main characters from our favorite shows. So yep. today. Mm-hmm. The first installment of Love Letters is going to be the saga of Dwayne Wayne mm-hmm. and Whitley Gilbert from the iconic show A Different World. One of my favorite shows, top five. Mine too. It's top five and ain't number five and ain't number one, but it's number two. Mm-hmm. And um, and we just want to talk through one. I want to put this out there real quick. Dwayne and Whitley were never relationship goals. Never. Never. I don't care how much you try to put. I did a whole article on it. If you want me to show it to you, maybe we'll link it in the description. I don't know. Um, but uh, they were never relationship goals. They were very toxic. Um, 
kind of throughout the relationship. And it was mm-hmm. nothing so toxic that could not have be, been overcome. I think one of the things, Brian, that gets lost on Dwayne and Whitley is that the bulk of their relationship, what we saw, they were college students. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it was just the last the maybe two or three mm-hmm. seasons. Well, they like, but they got married very young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they you talking about married at like 23, 24. When mm-hmm. I you know, when I got married, when, when you got married, when you, yeah, married you got married, yeah. Yep. Um, I was two thousand two, I was turning twenty three when I got married, right? So mm-hmm. like so I understand like the immaturity of what they dealt with and how they navigated life. I think because they were so successful right out of college, mm-hmm. it made them seem older. Um, because Dwayne graduated and immediately went to a PhD program or also like was an adjunct professor, right? Mm-hmm. So like he seemed, oh, but he wasn't far removed. And then while Whitley was a dorm director, but she was also like a, a, a art. corporate art buyer for yeah. a major corporation. So mm-hmm. I think those kind of things aged them in a way. But like their friends, like Kim, went straight into med school. So like they were mm-hmm. bare, they were 21, 22 when all this stuff was going down. Right. Um, needless to say, Brian, I'm just going to throw it out there. What are your general thoughts of them as a couple um, their development as a couple, what they represented to you know for young black love. Um, it, they were super complicated. They were cute but complicated for sure. If that makes sense. Can like, we just talk for? Can we pause real quick and talk about how yeah. fine Jasmine guy was? She was. Whew. She aged like a, a banana. Ooh, she did. But we gonna, we <laughs> but, at the, but at the time we gonna rest right there in in the nostalgia of Willie Gilbert though. <laughs> Willie Gilbert, like if if we and we we're church boys, like. Willie Gilbert is like the Dorinda Clinical. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if you said church girl, this is what the church girl you wanted to look like. Willie Gilbert was that mm-hmm. the personality, the style, the charisma, all the things. Like Willie Gilbert was the prototype of like you know, you know the girl that the guys wanted For sure. in terms of you know who she was. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think there's one scene where you know, I gotta get him ahead of myself, but when she. And Dwayne ended up hooking up after she had the other boyfriend, mm. and she had a, like pink, like pajama set on. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh!" And her hair was all messy. I said, "Okay, Jasmine Guy, like <laughs> Whitley Gilbert, like I see you." Um, but yeah, so they were cute. They were complicated. Uh, they were toxic. They were immature. Um, they played all the games that you can see or people playing these days without social media. Um, you know, and I guess I'm gonna stop there. I guess we'll probably get into more nuances and some more details of the relationship. But yeah, I would say all those things, kind of all those adjectives, kind of explain uh, with their relationship. Yeah, and I think I kind of mentioned it when I introduced the conversation. Like they were toxic, but they were also very young. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't hold their toxicity against them so bad. I just think that to make them relationship goals is a is a reach because we didn't really see them develop into what a mature couple and you know we saw their beginnings and we and i think what made them so toxic is like pre-marriage like some Mm -hmm. of the stuff that they went through uh whitley was very materialistic and wanted tried to change Dwayne in some aspects i think Dwayne reacted a lot of times based on his insecurities um Mm -hmm. the things that he thought whitley was doing he thought you know all those kind of things um so let's go to the beginning um, okay. Let's go to the very beginning when they first hooked up. Um, give me your thoughts the, from the genesis of a relationship. Maybe even going back because Dwayne actually was never really he didn't they didn't even he didn't like Whitney as a person. Season one and two. Yeah, season one and two, he was all head over heels for Denise. Like and Denise, and Lisa Bonet to her credit. <laughs> 
Listen, they casted these light skinned women pretty good <laughs> on, they? on this show, didn't they? Um, shouts out to Freddie. Freddie was like my my crush. Freddie was like, I liked Freddie. Freddie was and a sleeper. Kim Freddie was a beautiful chocolate something. She was. They, <laughs> I'm gonna say they cast some beautiful black women on that mm-hmm. show, like without a shadow of a doubt, like beautiful I mean, women. Yeah, get up to Jaleesa Vincent, you know the under, she the was older student, but she was like she was pretty. Yeah, yeah, for sure. like you know, um, got glad they got rid of the white girl, Marissa Tomei. I, I appreciate you, Listen, but no relevance to the show. Didn't need it anyway. Um, but yeah, so at the beginning of the show, you know, Whitley was there, but clearly Denise had, you know, his eye. Mm-hmm. So for two years, two seasons, it was kind of like that, uh, that that skunk, uh, in Looney Tunes. Um, that was always trying to get the other skunk, like Pepe Le Pew. Mm. Like that was Dwayne Wayne with Denise. Like every opportunity was like, I want Denise. I'm gonna try to find ways and and to try to get her attention or to get her to like me. And and at one point, I, I think they had something. They had a relationship. Yeah, I think she like accepted a date finally or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she legitimately had feelings for him. She expressed it later on that she had feelings for him. Um, even though she ended up, you know, I guess we might talk about that getting with somebody else, but she ex- expressed that she had feelings that he wasn't just any other guys. Um, but then but my understanding, and you're definitely more of a different world person than I am. Okay. That their first real, and this is my remembrance, their first real moment was after Denise essentially broke his heart. Yes. And let him down. Yes, because they went to visit Denise. I forget for what reason. Mm-hmm. Or they went and, to New York for some reason. Okay, so Whitley. Uh, so Denise, for those that don't know, we, we I, I like people have been, don't say the Cosby Show. I'm gonna say it. Whatever people say the C Show, I'm gonna say the Cosby Show. It, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the show. So, we know the show. So the show of the you know that guy, right? So <clears throat> apparently Denise went to Africa. Yes, yeah, she did. And. I guess uh, my understanding is that Dwayne found out that she's back. So he was like, I want to go see Denise. In the meanwhile, Whitley had a wedding that she was supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. So they said, let's go to New York yes, together. I forgot, so they, yeah, I forgot that detail. Go ahead. Yeah. So they drove from Virginia to New York. That's a drive. Um, and uh, what a drive. And as you know, uh, Dwayne is excited. Denise is back. Then in walks. Denise's husband and the corniest black man. I mean, <laughs> didn't have an edge up. He was just the worst. Uh, then Dwayne's heart is broken. Whitley shows up, and then at that point they go. They're trying to go back home. The car either is a breaks I down. Think it gets or stuck the, in the snow or something like that, right? Something like that. And they they're called for a tow truck, and they're just in the car. But during the episode, like Whitley is kind of dropping hints, like. I like you. I'm attracted to you. You know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Dwayne is still like Denise, Denise, Denise. Heart is broken. Heart is broken. And then while they're waiting for the tow truck, they are close. They're cozy, and then they end up kissing. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's where it, that whole yeah romance. That's started. definitely where the show arc for them was was created. Because from there, they play. They continue to play this like cat and mouse game. And I mm-hmm. think the next big moment was when they both went away for the summer mm-hmm. and they ended up on the same flight back to Richmond. Mm-hmm. And she saw him in a suit and all dressed up from his, you know, mm-hmm. Kanishi wash. She's like, oh, you ain't the same Dwayne Wayne. 
Mm-hmm. that I saw last, you know, sophomore year, right? Or junior year, right. whatever it was. And mm-hmm. um, so they had this great conversation. And then they get back to campus and he's, you know, back in his baggy jeans and his jersey. And she's like, wait what a happened? minute, what, what happened? <laughs> so then they begin to play these games again, right? Of mm-hmm. I like you, but, you know, you're not the type of man I'm looking for. And right. then he begins to, that's when he really begins to feel insecure about um, how, you know, is he actually worthy? Could he ever really afford her? And then it flips again, I think, after another summer mm-hmm. when – no, not after another summer. The same summer, but later, he reconnects with Kinu, who did the mm. same internship, mm-hmm. but is at Avery, one of the competing schools, mm-hmm. uh, or sister schools, rather. And mm-hmm. that's when Whitley's jealousy spikes to the roof and all the toxic behavior – Mm-hmm. really begins right right and and again and putting these things in context right they're 20 for sure right? i think it's supposed to be a junior year yeah, junior that's 20 year, you're, about, you're about yeah 20 years old yep right so like think about you know what 20 think about when you were 1920 right yeah like 20 year olds nowadays and i don't know some 20s mid 20s late 20s y'all get into argument with your friend y'all block them like for sure <laughs> you know what i'm saying like so think about that like um and so think of the immaturity of it all. Um, so then what's so when then what's what's the next step at that point? So at that point, I think you're talking about in terms of like their relationship? Their relationship, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's when, like I said, that's when the real nasty games play because what 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 we don't also what we haven't talked about was the fact that Ron mm-hmm. also had a crush on Whitley. Mm-hmm. And he thought that he would I I don't think even though they were best friends, it is a they allude to the fact that Dwayne did not disclose all of the little nuanced moments that him and Willie had. Because mm-hmm. I think had he done that, I don't know that Ron would have continued to make as many competing moves mm-hmm. for Whitley, understanding that they were pretty much like on the cusp of something, but not mm-hmm. quite there. Uh, but what Whitley does when she finds out that she, he's with Kinu, that's Dwayne, mm-hmm. she capitalizes on Ron's affection to make him jealous. They mm-hmm. catch him. He catches her, them two kissing and all these other types of things. And, that's why I say that's where the time, like, even though they are young and immature, that's that's the stretch. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if it was me and you, bro, and mm-hmm. this is this girl, you know that I'm, you know, and you're using my, now you're using Brian, mm-hmm. you know, to make me mad. Like, that's that's crossing a line because now mm-hmm. that could damage us. Right. As friends. And why, and technically, I can't be mad because I got a girlfriend, me and you aren't dating. We've mm-hmm. never had a serious conversation about what a relationship means. So right. technically I can't get mad, but it's that right. it's that implied thing of you know what's up. Mm-hmm. And Willie knew what was up and she did what she and it didn't work immediately. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where it was. And then from there, um, Dwayne has a realization that Willie's just and Kinu knows it too. Mm-hmm. And that realization comes when Dwayne Mama comes. I think when we see Patty LaBelle is introduced for the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, she meets Whitley, can't stand Whitley from the beginning. And mm-hmm. I think the back and forth and the bickering and Wayne defending Whitley's antics in front of her mother, because Whitley was hired as the maid. 
mm-hmm. in that episode, if you remember mm-hmm. the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and just all the antics. And when Kinu tried to fire her, and Wayne was like, you can't fire her. And she was like, I'm firing the maid. You know, and, and, <laughs> and Wayne was like, nah. And it was at that moment they broke up, and Whitley kind of stepped back. And they were not a couple, but they eventually stopped playing games and they got together. From mm-hmm. there, we see what what is now relationship goals. The the engagement part. That we're nope, really- no, no, no. They they were just dating for a minute. Okay. So okay, okay. So let me so let me catch y'all with you up since I'm I'm the different world aficionado here. <laughs> so they go through this series of dating, and they you know they had their ebbs and flows like most couples have, and um you know throughout relationships, and most of it is again we see we see. Whitley still dealing with the fact that Dwayne isn't quite the Julian, the guy she dated who had the money, who mm-hmm. didn't treat her right. And Dwayne still dealing with the fact that he's kind of like this skinny nerd type mm. of thing. And, you know, can he afford her? Like all those things happen as Whitley deals with financial battles, as um, one particular incident stands out the most when they were putting together the guys of human calendar. And he wanted to be in it because one of the engineers backed out. And she was like, uh-uh. And then she finally let him do it. But she face, photoshopped his face on a, on a buff dude body. Like, <laughs> like those are the kind of things he dealt with, with not understanding, mm-hmm. I guess, his worth in terms of dealing with her. Uh, and she was more so, I think she fed on the fact that, I think, I'm going to say this. I believe Willie genuinely loved Dwayne, but I also mm-hmm. believe that she also knew that that man was willing to do and sacrifice anything for her. Mm-hmm. And she played heavily into that. Mm-hmm. Where they almost broke up, how they got engaged, here's that piece, was mm-hmm. after their graduation. Um, she got the job with EH Wright Industries. There it is, the corporate mm-hmm. buyer. And they wanted to, they wanted her to go to New York. They were talking about how they was going to write letters and blah, blah, blah. And Willie was messed up about it because she was just like, I don't see this long distance thing working. Mm-hmm. At the train station, he proposes. Mm-hmm. That season ends. They come into season four, I believe mm-hmm. this is, because it's six seasons, right? There is season four. Keep me on track, Brian. I'm trying to give a good synopsis. Yeah, I'm trying to go and see how many seasons there are. Uh, there are six seasons, yes. So this is season four. They come back from season four, and there's a congratulations sign. Mr. Gaines wants to shout out to Mr. Gaines. I love Mr. Gaines. Um, they won't say who it was, but the gag is is that Jaleesa Vincent and Carl Taylor got married over the summer. But everybody mm-hmm. knew, most people knew that Dwayne and Whitley got engaged. And that's mm-hmm. how the engagement started. And from there, I think they started realizing major differences in their lives mm-hmm. and their wedding planning. And Dwayne felt as though he he dealt with what, you know, Madea talked about in the 80-20 rule in terms of he was missing that 20 from Whitley in terms of like intellectual stimulation mm-hmm. um, and things of that magnitude. And he he downed her intellectually a lot. Oh yeah, he, he so 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 where Whitley was very vain and you know downed him in terms of money. He consistently pretty much called that girl stupid all the time, all the time, and in front of people. And she was always the butt of his jokes in terms mm-hmm. of intellect. Yes, in intellect. Yeah, and I think that was his trump card. Like where hers was money, his was intellect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they were like people always try to throw her under the bus. But Wayne wasn't like just the perfect dude either. So nah. anyway, he. I think he felt that void, and that came to a head at a um, at a faculty party. He met a, another engineer at, at at from Avery, going mm-hmm. back to that school, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, after meeting her and being frustrated, they went on a date. Kim caught them. Yep. Kim confronted Dwayne and Kim told mm-hmm. they talked about it. Kim was like, hey, you ain't, she ain't gonna hear from me. They were going back and forth. You know, he talked to um he talked to Ron about it, and Ron was like, No, nigga, no, like stupid, don't say nothing. He confessed the night of the engagement party. Mm-hmm. Whitley was so dumbfounded about it. And she she the famous line, she said, People have my dad, Dwayne said, My dad said everyone has doubts. And and Whitley says, Doubts, Dwayne, not dates. Doubts. <laughs> and, and and then she was like, I want you to be my one and only. Can I be your one and only? And he couldn't answer. And she took the ring off, put it in his hand, and she went away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, next scene, everybody knocking on the door. She okay. She busts out with Kente Cloth and she does this liberated thing when she's dating, like she's exploring herself and figuring herself out and dated mm-hmm. a couple other people. And then Byron Douglas, Senator Byron, Byron Douglas shows freaking up. So here, here we are, the part that Byron remembers the most. I've caught you up. Yes. I've caught you up. All right, take it away, my friend. Okay, so this is uh, this is my theory with Byron. So I think Byron Douglas was the man that Whitley actually wanted and actually needed. I also Ooh, think okay, yes, he said needed. Okay, needed. Um, okay, okay. Like in terms of he was mature, he was well established, he was a mover, he was a shaker, uh, well dressed, well groomed. Um, high society. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, he did not. He did not downplay her intelligence. Mm-mm. If anything, he affirmed her. He supported her. Yeah, he played um, on her strengths, her, her charisma and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, he supported her, everything that she did. Um, if and on, on top of that, she made him look better. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of his political career. So imagine him being on her arm as a politician. So, in terms of society, they were both on the same level. Um, in terms of, I agree. Um, uh, goals, aspirations, in terms of vision, and all of those things, like he was the perfect the person. And, and on top of that, he like treated her. He treated her right. No toxicity. He was open. He was honest. And when he checked her. He checked her in private. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, and, and if we did check her too, like you know, think about this. When she when she fa- when he found out because Dwayne drysnitched and he found out that Whitley and Dwayne like messed around mm-hmm. like he still was kind of like we can make this work you know what I'm saying well, like they it was, the other thing about it, they weren't like an official official they hadn't made it official yet right. either right so <clears throat> so to me I feel like he was the good I think the person that she probably should have ended up with uh, in terms of where she wanted to go. Um, and I think they, I think they probably needed each other more or, or complimented each other more, more, more compatible than, than Whitley and, and Dwayne. Well, let's, let's go here. When we talked about cuffing season last week, right? We talked about uh-huh. sometimes you go back to your ex because maybe it was a timing thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So was Byron Douglas just, was Byron Douglas the catalyst that made Dwayne grow up and Whitley realize that she didn't really need a man more so than she was the compliment, the compliment as in to complete of a man, right? Yeah, okay. Okay. It, okay, so here's my... And, 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 and I'm not advocating for Dwayne because I would have fought that nigga coming to my wedding like he did, right? Oh, but... doubt. That nigga would have got thrown out. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying in terms of... I mean, we know we know TV, we know television art. Whenever we're yeah. Together. But... Yeah. Was it that he was the best man for her, or was it like 
he was there to teach me these lessons so that I can grow up a little bit too? Oh, I don't know. I, p- okay. P- part, part of those things. Okay. So I do believe that the Byron's um, being there kind of had um, Dwayne look like, oh, you know, I'm not where I should be. Mm-hmm. However, my problem within that is I feel like you matured only because somebody you didn't else want to lose Whitley. Mm-hmm. Somebody else had her. Um, the other thing was I felt that Whitley had to shrink when it came to Dwayne due mm-hmm. to his insecurities. Mm-hmm. On the other end, I think Byron pretty much allowed um, Whitley to thrive. He wasn't in intimidated by was. her her loudness and all that stuff. He was he was not intimidated. I think a situation. So say Byron and Whitley came into a room together, right? Mind you, Byron is a politician. Whitley at that point was the art buyer, head of the hall, all kind of stuff. If they walked in the room together, I think Byron would allow Whitley to be the star of the show, even though he was the politician. Mm-hmm. Let Dwayne and Whitley walk in the room. Dwayne, in my opinion, feels like Dwayne would want Whitley to be like his girl and he shines. Oh, for he sure. Thrive. Oh, for sure. And him, you know, instead of allowing Whitley to to just be the amazing woman that she was. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, to, to that point, I 100% agree. I'm just thinking because they did get back together, mm-hmm. do you think it was more so because, and, and, I, and I think, you know, you know, Frank and Lima had some. I do fools fall in love, <laughs> and you know, and I think it was just foolish love, right? And and to your point, Whitley was wrong mm-hmm. in a lot of regards of how she undermined Wayne in terms of his lack of exposure to culture, mm-hmm. um, his you know coming from the. I don't think she was so much concerned about where he came from, but the inability for her to have everything she needed. Right mm-hmm. then, because there were moments where I think the like I think when they were tight and Whitley was she had to because she was like, well, I make enough, and Wayne mm-hmm. couldn't handle that. Mm-hmm. And he could not, and I, and at and, and certain points, I do think when you talk about money and finance with couples, you do have to. That's delicate conversations, especially mm-hmm. with men with bruised egos. Um, but it was those kind of things that I don't think Wayne really understood how to handle. Like this, like Whitley was like, like I went to Morehouse. And I have friends who mm-hmm. graduated with a business department, bro, Goldman Sachs, mm-hmm. straight out of college, 90 right. some, 90 some grand at 22. Mm-hmm. I took on a job making $32,000. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These dudes are literally making 60 some thousand dollars more than me out the gate. And I had a baby on the way <laughs> and mm-hmm. all the, they ain't got no, they ain't got no girlfriends. They ain't got no, you know what I'm saying? So like, right. so in that regard, Willie and Dwayne were the, Dwayne became a PhD student and adjunct professor, and Whitley is somewhere making in that time probably sixty seventy k, which mm-hmm. is equivalent to today of a couple of hundred thousand dollars. You know, right. straight out of college, and then mm-hmm. she was the daughter of she had no bills. Mm-hmm. She was a freaking daughter of she had no rent, right. she had no utilities. Like so, yep. all her Pocket. money was her money on top of mm-hmm. her getting paid to run the dorm. <laughs> right. Like there's a stipend associated with those things, right? How she did that was. Definitely TV, because um, she ain't finna be no RD and have a full time job. But <laughs> if you think about it from that perspective, she was able to maintain this very lavish lifestyle because all of her money was hers, outside of maybe a car note, which mm-hmm. I'm sure her daddy paid for the car and care. Like she ain't had no car note in the being. She oh, had. Yeah. She was. She was definitely taking. Care yeah, of you know what I'm saying. So anyway, so I think to your point, yes, I don't think Dwayne 
fully could ever handle a woman like Whitley. While Whitley mm-hmm. had growing up to do and areas to mature in, I don't, without therapy, I don't think Wayne was the type of man who could ever handle fully what oh, yeah. Whitley was without her in some ways dumbing down who she was to fit his context. Yeah, and, and that's a great point. I do think that she would have to definitely dumb herself down to really appease to um, Dwayne's ego and his insecurities, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is why I think that Dwayne needed Whitley more than Whitley needed Dwayne. Oh, for sure. I, I definitely don't think she needed him. Well, let mm-hmm. me take that back. I do think there are parts that needed him. Mm-hmm. I think the the kind of around the way of what the kind of hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, not so materialistic. I think that's what. But to your point, and I hate to agree with you, mm-hmm. I think Byron gave her that too, though. Like he was of high class, but he also wasn't. I think because he was a politician that was for the people, he was kind of like the. The, the Bernie Sanders of them all, mm-hmm. he didn't like, he of course was, you know, into the finer things, but that wasn't what made him. Like his brother was a doctor or, mm-hmm. uh, or a lawyer, a lawyer, a lawyer, a lawyer, because they mm-hmm. talk about that at the wedding. And, but his mama was country, mm-hmm. you know, so he came from, I think he came. And that's the other thing. Oh, I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing, Brian. Because <laughs> um, looking at his mama, he came from Dwayne Wayne's kind of background, mm-hmm. seemingly. Mm-hmm. But they worked. I think he was already in a space. But here's the thing, Brian. Uh-huh. Who's to say that within a few years, Dwayne would not have emerged into that kind of person? True. That's true. Because think about it again, going back to young, they were fr- like when they broke up, when they got engaged, they had just graduated. So mm-hmm. you're talking about t- when I graduated, if they were on a traditional path, you're talking about 21, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, they got engaged. Then they supposed to get married. So you're talking about 23 when they would have gotten married. So mm-hmm. when they finally had to not, they were 23, 24. How old was Byron? Because he was running for senator. Yeah. Like, yeah, and so. he had an established political career. So I'm thinking he probably was like at least 30. At least 30. At least, so he's a solid eight years older than Whitley. Yeah. So, so within that, <clears throat> like, We've never really got a chance to see all this. Another thing, too, we never got a chance to really see their their relationship develop, like in terms of them clashing on, you know, music or clashing on, in my opinion, clashing on um, the age difference, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So you didn't really get a chance to see that really because their relationship moved. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty quick. Um, my la- we could probably go into a whole nother thing of Whitley, you know, the black woman, you know, upgrading the black man, you know what I'm saying? Like to where I think Whitley saw the, the potential in Dwayne, in Dwayne. In Dwayne. Mm-hmm. I think there was a, a, the quote that kind of floated around where it was like, he was like kind of insecure, like, well, Whitley, you want this kind of man that has money and blah, 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 but he's ambitious and strong and all that kind of stuff or something like that. And then she's like, you know. A person that's ambitious and strong and all that kind of it's stuff. It's never we, broke. It's never broke. So she <laughs> she saw like he has all of these things. Mm-hmm. So I trust the fact that he can get us to where he needs to be. And in the end, on the season finale, on the series finale, he mm-hmm. got the job of Kanisha Wall move. Like he made it. He made it. Yeah. And she was the one who had got laid off and really hadn't gotten another job. So mm-hmm. to that point, right, to that end, 
put and although this doesn't always work out with, with men of that caliber but mm. i think Dwayne was a different breed he wasn't sitting on his butt he mm-hmm. was just he was a phd student mm-hmm. who was teaching at a hbcu mm-hmm. he wasn't making no money no real money right. and was doing tutoring to make extra money and things like that and when she lost her job it made the pressure of what he was doing he was doing tutoring then consulting for kanishiwa and then he lost the job when kinu came back and interview mm-hmm. him for the job um, when he had the opportunity to leave. But then when they created Grammar Boy, when him and Ron got into it at the end, is when they did it. But he had to move to Japan to be able to. So he so in the end, it did work out. Potential was realized. But to your point, we don't see we see them still pre. They were still before all of this happened before they were twenty five mm-hmm. or right at twenty five. Right, mm-hmm. and imagine where you and Lauren were at twenty five in your marriage. Oh, yeah. Imagine yeah. you know me and Ash were with twenty five in my marriage. Right. You know, what I'm saying we were still. Very young and still growing and learning. You know, I was in grad school. I was Dwayne. Like Ashley, mm-hmm. when we got married, well, Ash was more Dwayne than I was when we first got married. Cause she, we, I married her um, while she was in her master's program, and then mm-hmm. I went into a master's program. <clears throat> so, um, so I think it's hard now. While Dwayne had a bunch of insecurities and things, I think it's hard to kind of see what they could have been without understanding what growth looked like from them. Mm-hmm. I think the difficulty of it, and me and you can attest to it, is that sometimes it's hard to actualize that growth when you're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to really see like the trajectory. Because as you're doing it together, it's not to say that you don't see growth, but mm-hmm. you you deal with all those growing pains and it makes it so much harder. Oh yeah. Versus if, to your point, they had stayed broken up Maybe she married Byron and got divorced. Mm-hmm. Five years later, saw Dwayne, totally different dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then that may have been cause for what relationship goals could have been. Right. Because they're both in a place where they were. It's almost like Easton Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Right. Young, dumb, figuring it right. out. But as we saw in season four, two totally different places in life. Oh, yeah. Lawrence got a job, got his stuff together, and they were able to have a real conversation. And now look at the outside of the condola thing. Right. They were in a good place. Mm-hmm. Like a good place. Who's to say that Wayne, Dwayne and Whitley couldn't have been that at mm-hmm. 28, 29? Right. It's right. all I'm saying, Brian. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> and so if we, here goes the last point I want to make. I guess what I want to bring up is uh, and this is my thought process. Okay. Regarding Whitley and Dwayne and the whole wedding fiasco. Now, I felt that Dwayne Wayne was more afraid of losing Whitley than he was of wanting her. I think he he was afraid that's of losing good. her that's, that's, more yeah, than that's actually good. wanting her. Mm. And I and I think that's a, there's a lot of people that are in those situations where like, I really don't want this person that bad. I'm more afraid of losing them than really wanting them. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Whitley was the thing that could have. But Dwayne, he likely wasn't getting no better than Whitley. No, <laughs> no. And it was like I'm gonna come up here. And I'm gonna bust his wedding up because that's my level of desperation is because I like I I I don't want to lose her, you know. And 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 that was my thought process. I felt like Dwayne, you, and I guess my issue with Dwayne was like you potentially could have. Even though I'm going back, I'm I, I'm gonna make a point. I'm gonna make a point. I feel like there was way more passion with Dwayne and Willie. It was love. Oh, for sure. It was infatuation. It was definitely it was baby all boy. the thing. 
the, the Byron was the stability and it was all the things that she wanted in terms of a life. Mm-hmm. Dwayne was like, I'm going to follow my heart. This is this is the infatuation of it all. It's passionate. It is Dwayne was Tupac. Byron was Will Smith. <laughs> you, that's a great point. <laughs> That's a great point, <laughs> isn't that it? That is a great point. That is a great point. And speaking uh, of the wig, that's why Hazel Lunda said, "You're gonna beef at that wig. You should be keep that beef at that wig." <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, but so, du- so Dwayne, Dwayne Wade clearly was out of pocket. Um, but you know, you fought now, for what you want. Now, you know, if you were at the altar, Brian. Oh, <laughs> you know, there. If somebody I'm, pops up, baby, please. <laughs> There is no way in <laughs> on this God's green earth that I'm standing at the altar. You and just saying, what are you doing, man? Right. You, Chris, my ghetto cousins who are may or may not be affiliated with certain organizations on the street. There's no way they're are we allowing. They're, we're allowing some man to come up in my, in my on my wedding day. We jumping. <laughs> It ain't going to end that peacefully. No. Nah, and then y'all that, just walk away and let them get married? No, not a, not, a, not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a But that's chance. the thing, though. Like, And I get it to your points where you said, you know, it was the passion. But for Whitley, for real, for real, was that, was that the wedding? And that, is that what you... I can understand. Let's, let's go to girlfriends for half a second. Maya and Darnell. Mm-hmm. She didn't break up his because she was time for her to speak out. She decided not to. He came out running for her, mm-hmm. and the wed- and they had a conversation and reconciled. My thing is, this man breaking up your wed is that the proposal that you want? Is that the reconciliation that you wanted? Right, like him actually destroy. To me, it speaks to the to your point, the character more so the character of who he is mm-hmm. because although you came to there the night before. Mm-hmm. And I think that played a big part into why she was like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I would have tried more so that night. Mm-hmm. And because I think he left the conversations of like, you know what? You know, we were good together. You taught me how to love. You taught me how to love. Like, mm-hmm. I think in that time, you know, and I think he asked, well, we were all led to each other. Then why are we together? Right. And I, if I really wanted her, I would have, I don't know. I think, you know, using the girl for an example again, I think I would have come to the wedding. But I would have done something a little less dramatic and probably would have walked out midway. You know what I'm saying? To like, I'm just, I can't. That would have been yeah. my dramatic thing. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And let Whitley then make the decision, like, kind of like Darnell. I, I can't. And right. then we go sit, have a conversation, figure out what we mean. Mm-hmm. ABC one, two, three. Now, even, even though Maya and Darnell actually went and got married the next day, mm-hmm. but they were already married, divorced, and get better. So that's it's a little different. But <laughs> the context is that. In good faith, I don't know that I could destroy this woman's marriage Mm-mm. or wedding. And if I loved her enough, I'm mm-hmm. letting her go. And right. if it's meant for us, you know, not to wish divorce on anybody. Right, right, right. But, you know, that would be the case. And then there's, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. We can wrap it up this way. Would you marry or date a Whitley? Without a doubt. Okay. I mean, in all her baggage and everything that she brought, all, all the things. Without a doubt. I think okay. Whitley Gilbert is the one of the most amazing women, like, in TV. Even the extra, the extra. All the materialistic stuff, the materialistic wanting a rich stuff. man. And- but even the, her wanting the rich man, she wanted a good man. And she thought that Dwayne could be the good man. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, Or he was the good man. He they, just didn't have the money. Right. Right. Um, and she held him down. 
You know what I'm saying? When he need to be held down. Um, she was cultured. She can dress. She, even though she was materialistic, she had a heart for, you know, people. She, like, Willie Gilbert, I think, was an amazing, to me, she kind of reminds me of, like, Felicia Rashad, like, uh, but not as materialistic. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, mm-hmm. I think Willie Gilbert, was a, you know, even though she was loud and just boisterous, um, without a doubt, I would definitely um, have a Willie Gilbert, somebody that can come in the room and you can be like, hey, here. Go just go in there and shine. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to be insecure about it. You go in there, be you, and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, shout out to Whitley Gibbons. All the Whitley Gibbons in the world. Um, yeah, I think that'd be. What, what about you? Oh, for sure. You know, I, you know, I live for a good bougie, <laughs> um, you know, uppity type of you know, you know, thing. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure, if, <laughs> for sure. If there mm-hmm. wasn't, if there wasn't an Asher in the picture, you know. Uh, and I met a Whitley type, and I'm not gonna say Whitley would have been my wife, but definitely Whitley would have been the type of woman in college I would have approached, mm-hmm. attempted to date, all the things. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, like we just said, Jasmine Guy was just beautiful. Like she didn't age well. She didn't but, age well. But in back in the '80s, '90s, she was nobody to be played with. And that culture, she, that character, she was so cultured and like. Now we I ain't gonna lie to you. Season one and two, Whitley, I could she could trip down a flight of stairs. Like yeah, she was the she was a but I but I but I think but I that was the beauty of a different world. We can really let it go because I start going into all of the nuances of the show. Okay, is that it really and that's when Debbie that's the beauty of Debbie Allen too. She came in and really showed the because think about Freddie, mm-hmm. and I know this is a little off topic. Freddie grew. Mm-hmm. From the the crazy hippie who was raised by a white woman mm-hmm. to this pro black earthy hippie type, you know, and, mm-hmm. and even Kim being the shelter woman to wilding out for a season, but then getting back on her game and being super com- like Whitley had the same thing: super super petty, super prissy. I don't mess with y'all. Too rich for you mm-hmm. to really being this real down. I mean, and still wanting the finer things in life, right? But yeah. being this very, like you said, cultured and I think she had a willingness to learn. Yeah. While but, it, while 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 she fought it a lot, mm-hmm, she had mm-hmm. a willingness to learn and to grow and to think and to um I don't know, develop into this this whatever woman she was becoming. Shout out right. to Michelle Obama, right? Yeah. So, and I think I I, I could talk about this forever. And I, I'm, I'm, this is my last point, I promise my last point. <laughs> I think when they sh- I think the 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 layers of Willie have, they show that she was damaged. So a lot of the some things I think she she had mama issues, mama issues. The daddy had the girlfriend and mm-hmm. was young, and you know they traveled a lot. So I think she was she some of the, I think that some of the stuff was like really like a defense mechanism, but also like some ways for her to just cope with life. But can we talk about this for half a second? The last point with Willie and her growth <laughs> is that she went to therapy when she started it. She was active, mm-hmm. and I think that's the piece. That mm. they didn't do as a couple, number one. And two, Dwayne never did and, and on, on his own. Because mm. the, the famous relax, relate, release. Like that was the the mm-hmm. therapy session. And we see her go to therapy at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it so it's insinuated that she had these sessions with this therapist. Shout out to Debbie Allen, who played that character. Right. Um so I think uh, to your point, so while she still was damaged and had issues, we saw we saw Whitley trying. We, we saw her, her putting in Willie the Gilbert. effort, right? And I think for me, for a woman like that, 
who may have these flaws and may it may be a because even Kim sometimes like she said it often. I don't know why I'm friends with you, but it, but it, but you but you could not deny her willingness and desire to grow and want to be better and want to rethink. And some stuff she was just. This is just who I am. So you're going to love it or hate it, right? But on so many regards, you know, and I see myself in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in, in some regards, I am who I am. So mm-hmm. call me who I am. But in right. some regards, I'm willing to unlearn and to rethink and to um, think about things in a way that will challenge. Because Willie ended up challenging her mom in, uh, you know, in those last, that last season or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, even challenge, you know, some of the norms of who she was, and compared to, you know, the pretty little princess that she was. She first entered, you know, Hillman's camp. And so, mm-hmm. um, anyway, you know, that wraps up the saga of Dwayne and Whitley. There's so much more we probably could have dug into so much. Um, concerning Great those two. Um, but you know, y'all let us know what couple y'all want to hear about next. Martin and Gina, you know, Cal you know, and Max. You know, Ooh, that's a good one too. Overton and Sinclair. Um, is it you know Jay and um and Jay Michael? and Michael Kyle? Ooh. You know, is it Florida and um and James? Uh, and James? <laughs> is it the the Jeffersons? You know, is we could. It's, there's so many people to talk. Is it Bo and Dre? Because I have some Ooh. things to talk about. Oh, that might be the one. That's another. Per- <laughs> that's another insecure man wh- whose wife I feel shrinks. Because she's she he he outkicked his coverage. She's way out of his league. Is it Issa and Lawrence? Oh, you know, do we talk about do you know who do we talk about? Who do y'all want us to hear us talk about? Yeah, let us know. Is it Mary? Um, is it Mary Jenkins and uh, he's from two to seven? Is it Mary and Lester? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, is it Carl and Harriet? Is it is it we can talk about Carl and Harriet? Is it feel and 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 light skin and dark skin Anthea? Those are two different because relationships were so different. Is it is it is it uh, Heathcliff and um and Claire? And we can talk about it. Is it Thea and her baby daddy who went there? Thea ain't had no man. Thea Thea was like, is it what's the guy from Smart Guy? Is it the daddy? Because he had no, you know, Flex Alexander. (laughs) Is it the complexity of John Clayton? Oh, we gonna talk about it. I'm excited. Y'all tell us who y'all want us to talk about next in the next. We can't promise you when the episode is gonna load, but maybe we'll put a poll out there this week asking what TV couple do you want us to explore next in our next love letter series. Um, With that being said, Brian, you ready to talk about some black man self care? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, we are at Black Men Self Care. I am my brother's keeper. We talk about what we do as black men to take care of our good black selves. Josh, do you want to talk about what you're doing this weekend or what you did last weekend? Well, last weekend I was in Miami and Mm -hmm. um, had a great time. Somebody asked me and I gave them that Miami was necessary. It was refreshing. It was rejuvenating. It was fun. It was relaxing. It was calming. Mm-hmm. It was all those things at once. And um, it wasn't the wild and crazy time that people may have thought it was going to be. Um, I did travel for the main purpose of being with my gym, Effect Fitness. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, let me tell you how Dooley had us re- working out for over an hour. Mm. But let me also tell you how your boy 
mm-hmm. murdered the was spinning on the brick, was jumping. <laughs> when he was doing squats, I went down and jumped up in the air like a frog. I was killing the things. <laughs> you know, I had my meg knees last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I'm gonna tell you what helped me. We were in a ventilated room. Dooley was not able to control the, the, heat. <laughs> the, the, the heat in that room. And I think and to me and me and Johnny, my homeboy who I traveled with, um, we talked about it. The class, Brian, was just as hard. Mm-hmm. I I stopped a few times, you know, caught my breath. But I was able to give us a hundred percent from start to end because mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling like I was doing hot yoga right. <laughs> and trying to do intense cardio. Um, right. But anyway, beyond that, it was just, for me, it was the change of scenery that was dope. I will say Florida was definitely on their Florida. A lot of people were not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. But I will say there were a lot of people who were treating Florida kind of like Atlanta. They weren't mm-hmm. out kind of like you see on, on TV. I think spring break and stuff like that probably made it crazy. But mm-hmm. we kind of went in a... I don't want to say an off season, but not a, you know, because this is also kind of hurricane season too. So a lot of people ain't trying to go to Miami. But anyway, Mm -hmm. it was a good time, man. Uh, I was safe, kept my dishes, wore my mask, had my hands sanitized, washed my hands. I did my things. I enjoyed myself. And this weekend, my homeboy Johnny, um, his Mm -hmm. birthday is today. Shout out to Johnny. Happy birthday. And um, so we're celebrating him this weekend. So whatever he, I think he's having a a brunch or something. So whatever that looks like is what I will be doing. And now in terms of care, after I'm done celebrating, I am sick. Today, Brian, mm-hmm. was a, all of my jobs, and I'm a you know I'm a Jamaican in that <laughs> regard. Got the best of me. Look at God, bro. I was working up until the time we recorded. Wow. And I woke up at seven a. Well, I started working at seven a.m. Wow. Um. So yeah. So I'm resting as when I'm done. When I tell you I am sitting still mm-hmm. and resting in the stillness of the Lord, mm-hmm. it is what I'm doing. How about you, bro? Um, going out of town real quick for 24 hours. It's really a work trip, but I don't think people understand. Like just being in a hotel, the change like, of scenery. It's change of scenery. Um, where you going? It, I'm going to. I'm going to Virginia again. Okay. Uh, I'm going to Virginia real quick. I gotta take some some people out to dinner for work. Um, and I'll just be in a hotel, and I will get the opportunity just to just to be me for a quick second. Uh. Even though I'm, I'll still be a, a husband, still be a father. At that moment in that hotel room, I'm really just just me, no responsibility, uh, just Brian uh, for about a couple hours. Uh, I'll be doing some driving, which I love to do. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All righty. Well, if that's the case, Brian, um, do we have anything in the PO box? Oh, yes, we do. Okay. Well, All let's right. get into it. Let's go on over there. What's going on, my friends and family? We are here at the P.O. Box, and our postman, Rodney Jenkins, has come and delivered to us some good mail. But before we get into today's letter, I want to let you know that you, too, can be featured on this here podcast by writing in to Ask the Jigsaw. That is A-S-K, um, mm-hmm. the Jigsaw at gmail.com. We will give you a pseudonym pseudonym because we respect your privacy. We will possibly read your letter out loud, and we will give you the best non-licensed therapeutic advice mm-hmm. that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet. So, Brian, yes. without further ado, mm-hmm. who do we have in terms of pronouns and what do they want? All right. Uh, let me give the pronouns because we do believe in respecting pronouns here on yes. this show. Uh, pronouns are she and her. She, mm. her. Mm. I, I don't want to give you one, but I think I need to give you one. 
Oh, give me one. Remember last week, I think we kind of mentioned that if, if it was a woman. Demita Joe. Demita Joe. Demita Joe. Let's Demita go for it. Joe. Forget the Janet. Forget the Jackson part. It's just, just Demita, Demita Joe. Joe. Demita Joe. All right. So here's what Demita Joe writes. All right. Uh, hey, guys. I have battled all day whether or not to write this question. But here I am because I really do not know what to do. Okay. It may be a bit much, but here goes nothing. My fiance and I made the decision not to have sex until marriage, but found ourselves in a situation last week. Oh, God. Oh, God. We slipped up and had sex. How do you slip up and have sex? Is that something? You- right. Did you just fall on his penis? <laughs> Did you, you know, just, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to get into that. No, no, uh, no. I want to explore. Yeah. Did okay. You, so <laughs> did you just fall on it? Did you, did you lift his legs like Trick Daddy? Oh, oh. Or did he lift your legs? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to figure out. Did you, did how you do you sl- slip into sex? Right, do you slip in? It's like, did you slip and then you know start having oral sex with your mouth? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what happened? How, how did this? How did this how, happen? How do you slip into it? Right. Okay. Did, did you, you have just, on the lingerie? Right. You know, the, the, the draw. Did you have it on draws? Like, did what you have is on the, draws what at all? Did you have on draws at all? Like, you know, did he? You know, just uh, slipping. Let me say this: when people be like, you know, what we, we just slipped it up. just slipped up. No, it. You made a no. conscious decision. It happened. To have sex. You made a decision. You made an adult decision mm-hmm. to have sex. And it's okay. You it's say it was unplanned. Right. It, was it unplanned. wasn't my intention to. <laughs> right. When we showed up there, it was my intention to have sex. Yeah. But, but since we were here, might as well Since we were here, <laughs> might as well pull down these panty drawers. Uh, it all uh, comes down. It all, co- it all comes down. <laughs> they got to come down. <laughs> Shout out to Donnie uh, Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, uh, Donnie uh, Larry. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, so we slipped up and had sex. We made the. I'm I'm, I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna edit that. We made the the decision, the adult decision, mm-hmm. to have sex. We didn't intend to have sex, but we did it. Uh, we have talked about it and put things in place to ensure that we do not go down that road again, the old town road. I think in terms of boundaries, <laughs> <laughs> we are good. We are only about six months away from the wedding, and I'm now concerned. And I'm now, and excuse me, we're we're only about six months away from the wedding, and now I am concerned. Okay. We had sex. Let's just say he came up short in some areas. Oh, can't relate. Go eat. (laughs) Right. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Now, the sex wasn't bad, but I was just expecting more. (laughs) I'm I'm giving it in her layman's term. It didn't give what it was supposed to give. It didn't give what it was supposed to give. (laughs) He didn't understand the assignment. Blame the DNA. Go ahead. My concern is whether or not I'm going to be able to deal with this for the rest of my life. Like this? Forever? I know sex is not everything, but this is important to me. I'm sure it is. Right. I almost blame myself because if I had waited, I would not be in this situation. However, the truth of it all would have, excuse me, however, the truth of it all would have made itself clear eventually. What do I do? Do I tell him? Is this something we can talk about? Like, how do I move forward from this? I am going to, I am not going to let this stop me from marrying him because other than that, he is an amazing man. Hope you guys can help. Love the show. Demita Joe. Bars. Oh, I think this is, this to me is pretty simple. Pretty simple. In the sense of, you know, simplicity of it all. Go ahead, because I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, quick question. Can um okay, it, it, it didn't give what it's supposed to give. 
like was there other things involved like is the head strong right like did he at least give head and that's let me talk to the ladies right I, I think talk I saw this on a TV show recently and they were saying like you know the dudes want giving head consistently and stuff like that I are, are niggas out here just not giving head Joshua like is that a thing I eat everything that's on my plate <laughs> brother <laughs> <laughs> take eat all of it <laughs> hello all of it um so yeah that's that's one question is if, if if you feel like he's not satisfying with the the inches of it all is he at least bringing you to the place of climax in other areas like fingers toys tongues like mm-hmm. is that is that something you're able to to deal with right for sure because not everybody's in doubt not everybody you know and even those that have the, the big old thing right one they probably don't have a job like <laughs> you have a big penis or a job. Like you're not, you're not getting both. You like, ain't getting both. <laughs> and I'm not saying good, I'm gonna say extremely large penis. You're we ain't gonna, gonna say big. Right. We're gonna say big. Because you know, thank you, Jesus. Um <laughs> but them the type of niggas that like, you know, he'll drop you off at work in your car. Like them niggas the ones, you know, they got it next mm-hmm. week. So um, yeah, so that's my thing. So what do you do if, if it's not really a big deal? You feel like he's an amazing in other area of the area, and he also gives gray head. I think you could probably survive with him not being able to, like, you know, give you the the strong peen every time. For sure. Like, is he faithful? Does he have a good job? Does do you see a future with this person? Like, I would hate for you to give up, you know, ninety percent because he doesn't have ten inches. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? That's that's where that's my take. That's my take. So here are my thoughts. On the curious case of puny peen Peter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> puny peen Peter. <laughs> oh, tiny TikTok Tim. Um, but no, um, I, I mean, Brian, I, I really agree. The only thing that I would add is that you got to think about it in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Because even if the guy... You said the sex wasn't bad, which means that you enjoyed it to some. I think yeah. you, I think some satisfaction, some pleasure, right? So I, and I think if and I can't speak for you, but what I want to believe I'm interpreting is that maybe the reason it didn't go from good to great was because you were so focused on the size issue, mm-hmm. and that's something that can be distracting, right? If that's something right. that's important to you, mm-hmm. but if but even in the midst of all of that, you didn't have a bad time. I think to Brian's point, now you need to explore. What else can take it to the next level? Because mm-hmm. if y'all, he grown, he ain't getting no bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Ain't no more growth. The only thing that brother gonna get is wide and that's in body size. He ain't Listen. getting no, that that piece ain't getting no bigger. Listen. Um, I'm here to tell you, he has reached his, he has reached his, his point of growth. Right. Um, <laughs> so if you say he's a, a, an amazing man, you know, I think there are so many. And here's the other piece. Just because, and if he was bigger, doesn't mean that he would have been good with it. Right. Because there have been conversations that women who've had, it's like they even, you know, have guys who've had, you know, whatever size. Mm-hmm. And it, whether it's small, medium, or large, and guys just ain't good in bed, right? So at right. least you got somebody who's, as they would say, know how to use it, it seems mm-hmm. like. So that's a plus. But again, to Brian's point, focus on some of the other things that bring pleasure. Like clitoral stimulation is something really big for women. Oh yeah, um, and head is a really good way for you all to get that. Um, mm-hmm. Toys and lubes and all the other things that can kind of get you to a place mm-hmm. to compensate for you know where he is. Like, and you didn't say he was like micro. 
right. and because small and big is also relative. Right. Right. So is, so is he small in comparison to what you've seen or mm-hmm. had before? Like uh, there are so many things, and I, we don't need to know. You don't need to write us any detail. I'm just giving you ways. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just giving you ways to think through it. So, because you said you're committed to marrying this man, the one thing I will tell you that you asked us specifically is do not have this conversation with him. Right. I'm gonna tell you why. Um, that's going to destroy him in oh, terms yeah. of pleasuring you at all. Right. Yeah. So I think it is one thing as you begin to, especially if you're not virgins, as you all begin to learn your body. Well, clearly y'all ain't virgin, y'all had sex. Um, <laughs> but you know, particularly couples who go into marriage, even if they are abstaining who aren't virgins. Um, I think there there's a beauty and a grace of learning each other's body. Yep. And there could be some things that, you know, let's, I'm going to use myself for an example. Not that this was the case. There could be some things I was doing that had my ex going crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I do those. I'm thinking I'm killing it, right? And I do it to my wife. She's like, no. <laughs> and it doesn't it. mean that I'm bad. It just doesn't mean that that doesn't work. And it could be the same thing. She could have been doing certain things, you know, before me. And I'm just like, girl, what are you doing? Right? So I think there is, there is, and that wasn't the case, but I think there is space for you to be able to learn each other, right? Mm-hmm. So I would, I would use this not as a moment to say, hey, you're small, but begin to use it as a moment to think about some of the ways that you could really enjoy pleasure post-marriage. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that turn you on the most? Whether that means that y'all go real hard doing foreplay. Right, Maybe right. quickies ain't y'all thing because quickies mm-hmm. really is about putting that thing up in there and mm-hmm. bam, 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 and it's done. And if you need all the things, right, 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 right. then- Maybe quickies ain't never, ain't never for y'all. <laughs> and then we, we think about the level of intimacy too, like outside of the sex, like the, the intimacy that leads to the sex and all that kind of stuff, you know. For sure. Yep. You know, that's the thing or whatever. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so to so to answer your question directly, I don't think you should tell him that particularly. Nah, don't do that. Do not You're put that him. in the group chat. Don't. Keep that to you. Let, let, let this conversation right here be the last people you tell. Please. Um, because what you don't want to happen is for your harm girl to get upset and be like, that's why your dick little anyway. Like you don't, <laughs> you don't you don't want that to happen. And now you got a whole nother Ooh. issue on your hand. Cause right. now he knows not only do you think this way, but you're telling people about it. And that <laughs> that would be so damaging. Nigga, that is that so funny. That's like be, a no. I would a, laugh if I was in a room. Oh, why did I get married? Moment at the table. But Nigga. exactly. But that's but that's my thing though. You know, like, and I'm not saying y'all seem like y'all Christians or whatever because y'all are abstaining, and it may not be because of your Christian faith. We're going to assume that. Listen to this podcast, because Brian and I love God. We do love the and, Lord. But I'm just saying, maybe you're on a bachelorette party. Maybe you are having a couple of glasses of wine, mimosas at brunch, and they get the flowing. And your girl hunger actually. Did you ever? Did you ever take her that little bit of problem? That you, you know, like. <laughs> Because certain people's responses to to alcohol and environments are so different. And so what different. I don't want you to do is be in a space where that level of intimate conversation has to be brought up and destroys what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so have the conversation, but frame it around pleasure and mm-hmm. some of the things that you enjoy and some of the things you like to try and some of the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think you will, you will have a healthy healthy mm-hmm. marriage um and if he wants to try some of the enlargement tactics that they have out there they're out there i don't know that they work ain't had to use them um, god bless you god bless god god, be bless. He, god is so good he's so mindful of me he enlarges territory and just uh, expands the things if you're horny <laughs> let's do it ride it 
my pony. <laughs> my saddle's waiting. <laughs> um, but no, for real though. Um, that's all I got. That is funny. Now, we tell people all the time to write in and check. You make Demita Joe. You Demita write Joe. Now let me tell you, we told you we don't want no details. Mm-mm, I don't want no size. I don't I don't details. want no size. I don't care. I don't care how you describe it. But tell us if you have the conversation. If mm-hmm. you know, or wait till six months from now, write mm-hmm. in. And let mm-hmm. us know how you were able to overcome this, if you were able to overcome it at all. Mm-hmm. With me and Brian, well, now that we want to, we want to know the T on that. Right. We want to know the T. And invite and us to the wedding. Invite to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> we may not come, but we at least be invited. But at least invite us. Invite us. We might we send might. you an ultra black wedding pack. We might. We just might. Like uh, all the things that a new wedding, a newlywed couple. <laughs> all the great black things. Right. A bonnet and a do-rag, <laughs> you know. So y'all be having matching set, you know. Mm-hmm. Just a t-shirt for you to sleep in on the wedding night. Some you know. Pompeian. <laughs> Some Pompeian. Go lay, lay hands on the pillows and the door Yeah, posts. you don't need no lube for Pompeian. <laughs> Put that olive oil on anoint, that thigh. Anointed oil. Just slide up in there. Slide up in there. <laughs> Get you some white sheets to lay on that, lay on that no tail bed. Right. <laughs> Just lay out and worship. Just lay out and worship on that thigh. <laughs> Yeah. Slip and fall on Slip it. Slip and fall. <laughs> Get them some fresh new Nike slides and use some new slippers. <laughs> Put on the side of the bed. <laughs> Ooh, child. Get y'all some Stella Rosa because that's, oh. that's, that's the cheap black folk wine. Get y'all Listen, some of that. Some Stella Rosa. Some Stella Rosa. That's Get a black some. pack. <laughs> Listen, all that's those uh, things. Get some blue magic for the next morning and lay them edges back down. <laughs> No, some eco styling gel in them edges back there. Some pro style. Some pro style. <laughs> and some Jamaican number nine incense to set the mood. Some sex on the beach. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And get you an LSG CD. A good LSG. <laughs> My body all over your body. Well, his body know her body because he can't reach that far. Next, you want to go to a great conversation? <laughs> he, he can't get it. Uh, Let's go to a great conversation, Brian. Let's before do we it. go left. Now, before we go, I think we might already be there. I ain't went there yet, brother. It can get much worse. <laughs> All right. Great conversation. Let's go. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right. Whew, Jesus. Y'all crack us up. God, I thank you <laughs> for this podcast. For this podcast. <laughs> I thank you for you, you know, endowing me with uh, the goodness of the Lord. Endow me. Clarks was to say it. <laughs> they said it. Endow me. <laughs> um, thank you, Jesus, that, uh, you know, I don't have the micro. Um, greater conversation. Um, do you have anything? I, mine would be real short. I ain't got nothing this week, really. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. Is, the floor's yours. Larry Elder is a coon. And... <laughs> But we're putting him in the place, in the space with um, Terry Crews and all the people, uh, the black people we do not acknowledge exist anymore. Uh, so that's it. That's all I got. All right. And with that being said, understood. With that attic, being said. Are we putting him in the attic? That's the new place we put him. Yeah, he's an attic. He's mm-hmm. in the attic. He doesn't exist anymore. Okay. We need to put that. We need to figure out how to put that, how to put that on some merch. Put that nigga in the attic. Put that nigga in the attic. <laughs>
With that being said, understood and accepted, this has been another episode of your favorite podcast, the GXL yep. Podcast. Brian and I, are, as always, are super excited that you so take the time excited. out to listen to the randomness that is this podcast. Right. We try to give you a very scripted, not a scripted show, but a structured show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes the Lord has his way. And we, Have your way, Lord. And we thank you for sitting for sitting here with us and letting us go through the things and talk through and, you know, being in the living room with us. Speaking of that, we can't wait to celebrate with y'all in a couple of weeks. Brian will tell you about it a little bit later. But I just want to say thank you for all your support, all your love. Um, Brian, tell them about the announcements and how they can support and follow us. Yep. Um, yes. Looking forward to it. Um, October 24th. Is it 24th or 25th? One of the due days. 24th. 24th. October 24th. We are looking forward to being together in the living room in person. Um, we will have all of the Panini Press things in place to ensure that you are in a safe, clean, um, hopefully Rona-free environment. Um, please check us out on all the social medias, uh, the Jigsaw Podcast on Instagram. Follow Josh at I am Josh Rogers. That's me. me and I am. I am Brian Hare. Check out our website, thejigsawpodcast.com. Um, go on there and uh, we're on every single platform regarding podcasts. Go on there, leave a comment, uh, five stars or nothing at all. Please share, subscribe, like, do all the things. If you see something great on social media or somebody that you want to be on the show, please, 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 please go in their comments and tag them. Put puzzle pieces in their comments to let them know that they should be on the Jigsaw Podcast. If you have any ideas for the show, like something you say, you know, Josh and Brian, I want y'all to talk about this. This is something I know y'all. I've been listening to the show for a long time, but I want y'all to see what y'all feel about this topic, that subject, these things. Let us know. We would love to talk about those things because we know we are a people's uh, champion podcast. We want to do the things for the people because the people are making us who we are. So we do thank you. We appreciate you. We do love you. Before we sign off, Joshua, please tell the people what they need. I'm going to do it because I ain't gave it to y'all in full in a long time. All you can do <laughs> is what you can. Uh-huh. How you can. Mm-hmm. In the very best ways that you can. Yes, Lord. But what but in all you're doing. All you're doing. Don't you dare. Don't you do it. Don't you dare. Mm-mm. In the name of the Father. <laughs> and of the Son. Uh-huh. Let's not do it tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get an interpretation. That's another turtle. Oh, another lie. Don't you get caught up with your work done? I see y'all. Love y'all so much.